I'm Danny the Universe, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer, and you don't want no part of this shit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 50 de. of An Elegant Weapon. 50 de. De. La de, la 50, la de. Wait, no, no, I guess we're multilingual, multilingual here, so 50 de does actually make sense. <laughs> it's a perfect combination. Flicker le bicker. Marijuana cigarettes. Reefers. <laughs> yep. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our independent comic special. Yeah. Or I guess we were going to go New 52, but now I guess we're just going to completely fucking avoid it. Oh yeah, we brought that up. I completely forgot that we mm-hmm. were going to go pure New 52. So we were going to choose one of the big two, and now we're going to... We're going to go completely the other way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we uh, we got a little... It just came out of the blue here that we have quite a few friends right now at the moment dropping new comics. Yeah, people are starting to do things themselves. Uh, like to a crazy extent. Like, yeah. I feel like everyone I know is doing something. It's kind of nuts. Yeah, it's like we were talking about before, man. Prolific year. So this podcast is going to consist of several segments of several little pod sessions with several independent comic artists. We're going to be featuring Comics Kyle, Jay Webb, and Tim Conroy. On this particular segment, we're going to start off rolling around with that and talking about that, but you're also going to hear little chats with Mr. Anthony Rutgazer, who's got huge, exciting news. From the Handsome Genius Club? From the Handsome Genius Club, the Handsome Genius himself. Who, you, if you uh, listened to the last con episode, I believe he was on there. Yes, uh, he was on there. Mm-hmm. In fact, you remember when we were sitting with him and we met that... Uh, Hot girl with all the tats who just got. Oh, you mean the stripper? Yeah, the stripper. Well, I was getting to that. You kind of ruined my explanation of it. There's no need to beat around the bush. She had Stan Lee sign her leg. Remember, she's gonna get it tattooed over. Yeah, yeah. Um, I follow this girl on Facebook called the Nerdy Stripper. She's from Toronto. Mm -hmm. And until she put up a picture of Stan Lee signing her leg, and I recognized her from that day, the Nerdy Stripper. Oh, you had no idea of Facebook fame. Yeah, I didn't really like. I didn't know it was the nerdy stripper. I knew it was a nerdy stripper. <laughs> Not necessarily the nerdy stripper. The nerdy stripper. So we had a little comment uh, contact on Facebook there, and I'm hoping that she'll drop by and say hello when we're at Comic-Con in March in mm-hmm. Toronto. Mm-hmm. Fan Expo! <laughs> All right. Uh, session number one, section number one, interview number one. We are now about to be talking with Jay Webb. Tim Conroy and uh, Kyle something. Does Kyle have a last name? Yep. 
Do we know what it is? Yep. Does he keep it non-public? No, it's uh, Loves Comics. It's like <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, here's our little chat do with uh, Jay, Tim, and Mr. Loves Comics. <laughs> dudes yeah kyle what's going on man <laughs> how's it going my brothers okay so we've got uh two-thirds so far here uh mr tim conroy i believe is on his way to his uncle's nice and he's got he's got to set things up over there yeah man but uh we're gonna yeah. start without him i think we already have started without him yeah yeah I'm gonna flick this pick. Oh, nice! You got a, you broke out the glass pipe. Well, I figured. See, we already pre-recorded an intro for this, right? Yeah, so we're one in. So we're one in, and uh, then I saw the picture that Kyle just tweeted, <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, we're gonna go kind yeah. of California styles. Iridescent green. I'm gonna pull out my yeah. hippie, my hippie blown glass bowl here. Yeah, man. Nah, I'm baked, my brothers. You have smoked yourself retarded. Is that a joint, man? Yeah. Kyle, it's me, Sean, and Jay so far. Jay, Jay Webb? Yeah. Yeah, Hello. bro. Hey, what's up, man? All right, man. Is this the first time you guys are talking to each other? Yeah. Absolutely, yep. Awesome. Seriously? Yeah, I just set up Skype to talk to you guys. That's one thing I love about our podcast, man. So many people meet each other all the time who have, like, tweeted a lot and, like, you know, exchanged <laughs> whatever, you know communication for so long and then they finally get to come on the show and yeah it's like what is up yeah and it's so yeah, to hear people's voices too you know because you you feel like you know them that much more oh yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely totally beautiful yeah 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 their written word makes so much more sense that's fantastic yeah isn't it great to see prosperity though with all the guys oh yeah yeah it it's really like is. isn't it really what it's great to see the prosperity with everybody, you know. Yeah, everybody's I mean? doing so well. Everybody's got good oh, things yeah. going on, and uh, yeah, man. Yeah, there's so much to be proud of, and so it's neat when we've talked. To, you know, we've all been hanging out yeah. online for so long now, and we've seen how hard everybody's worked and how much time everybody's put into their efforts, and it's totally hard work pays off, man. I always knew that. Yeah. Yeah. And. Okay, I think uh, I think we're gonna try the. Oh, you're trying that one. I'm gonna try the Mexican pipe you're brought back to me by my sister from Mexico. This is the one where you said you have to like pack it on the side of the bowl. Sort of. It's a cute little wooden pipe. It's got a little lizard on it with googly eyes. No, probably comes with a demon too, doesn't it? <laughs> so we're we're gonna you know we, our mission here was to talk about independent comics. So yeah. Uh, my God. Yeah. It's almost uh, independent has gone truly hardcore as a term, I think, nowadays, because a lot of the books that used to be independent behind the big two have just gotten so big on their own. They're, yeah. they're almost yeah. not independent. People, you know? Yeah, people still call it image. 
independent. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. Would you still clarify Image is independent? You no. Know? Even IDW is that independent? I, I wouldn't say. You know, they're I, like I, my I, Image tried to push the career around, but I'd say yeah. three more now. What's so great too is like it's uh like I feel like I don't I know like I don't know if our own individual circles are growing or whatever, but. I feel like from the from the get go when we got when I got on Twitter and stuff like that talking about the independent books and and Jay always shouting out you know with his reviews of all the independent books and the stuff that you know that's probably why everyone's doing so well right now you know what I mean because it seems like we're all there yeah supportive yeah. it's a support structure absolutely yeah and nothing helps better than like if you know someone you're bound to trust their reviews better than you know, some big media thing that you don't really know about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't even read them. <laughs> like, if if Anthony hadn't have been picked up, I'd have told him to go to Kyle. Oh, yeah, at this you point. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Well, That's talk cool. about that. Bring With, that like, up. Dime Press, right? Yeah, so, uh... Kyle, talk Dime Press. Well, I think um, the most important thing to know about Dime Press right now and, uh, is that, you know, we're still looking for content. Right. And uh, but it, it's mainly it's mainly an idea. It's an idea with a with a place right now. You know, it's got its own website and that's being put together and stuff like that. And the countdown. So, yeah. So it's like just trying to look at it realistically, you know, like I don't think that I'm going to go upseat anybody or the dime press is going to be bigger than anything else. I just think that it. You know, I think we've got a really good idea here. We've planted it, and we're going to just see how it grows. You know what I mean? Because uh, everything starts with a good idea. Yeah, so um, I think we were talking about last week, like, what do you do? Do you just do, like, buy it? You were asking if you buy a Well, we were wondering press. if it was going to be, like, are you going to maybe think about considering deals where you're actually distributing printed comics? Is this going to be a strictly digital online endeavor? Yeah. Yeah. Well, after, maybe, after... maybe, like, a printed annual... Ooh. Yeah. Well, uh, there's a couple ideas. So there's a couple ideas in mind um, with print, but that's like it's still those ideas right now are like uh, they're still kind of up in the imagination because I feel like there's so many other steps we got to hit before oh, we yeah. get there. And uh, so, but so uh, right now we're gonna do we're gonna release strictly digital. Right. So yes. how many how many people do you have sending you stuff? It's been pretty busy. It's been pretty hard to keep up with. <laughs> really? And, uh, nice. But in uh, ideas that have, are coming out are just like, it's amazing. I think all these, you know, uh, these companies, like we say, Image, IDW, uh, Dark Horse, all those guys who had started off and, you know, and even the other ones now, they don't listen to the fans enough and they're missing all these incredible ideas of what I think would be great great comics you know what i mean absolutely well yeah, there's, there's enough buzz and excitement already and talk kind of going on you know no, it's we're almost no. akin to the network to the junk food podcast network the reason i started that was kind of the same kind of idea where okay look i'm i'm not trying to be you know smodco or anything but it'd be really cool if there was some kind of home for these podcasts yeah. to all you know link to and I'll come out of this one spot because, you know, there's certain people who like a certain type of podcast, whether it's a fucked up podcast or whatever, whatever, yeah. like you say, right? 
So it was more just the idea of wanting to house this and wanting to nurture it and support it. And that's kind of what I get the vibe you're kind of feeling off this idea that you've had. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. I mean, exactly. It's like, uh, and the thing with, um, you know, as you know, these comic creators, they don't have a lot of time. And that's what I'm finding from the submissions is they're all saying, oh, you know, I really don't have the time to be to be pushing this book and I'm trying to do this. And uh-huh. they just, they need, they, they're looking for a network that they can be part of that they can grow with and everyone's got each other's back and, and that's what it's supposed to be. Right. I mean, Oh yeah. It's the smallest things that come back around too. Like Jay, when I hear you talking about, uh, you know, you've listened to us for a little while now and, you know, we put out that junk food winter special and, you know, you're trying other podcasts and you're enjoying yeah, other yeah. podcasts on the yeah. show that that's the whole reason I started it. And to hear you like get off on that, that's just, it makes it all worth it. You know? Yeah. Uh, I literally subscribe to all. Everyone you brought on. <laughs> really? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I've never, I never, that's honestly something I never thought I'd hear happen because one of the cool things is our podcasts. A lot of them are so different. Like a lot of them are similar, kind of a couple of them are in the same vein. But most of the yeah. hosts and a few of them are just such Dead. different dynamics. I avoided podcasts for a long time. Uh, I just stumbled on Drunk on Comics, which I know you guys listen to as well. I love it. I actually show. don't. Yeah, uh, you haven't heard it, which blows my mind. I don't understand why because it's a fucking great show. Yeah. These guys are fantastic. Yeah. It's yeah. very structured, but – It's structured, it's just, but yeah. It's <laughs> They're, they have so much fun. I don't go geek with my podcasts. I respect really. the fact that they have so much fun while knowing their shit. They yeah. know their shit hardcore. Yeah. And it's good. they know what they're talking about, yet they're not just serious douchebags. They're, they're not laying judgment on yeah. anything, really. They're just talking about what they've read, what they like, and having fun with it. You know yeah. what I mean? They're great on Facebook, too, guys. They post <laughs> some of the funniest shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a great feed. Uh oh, here we go. Ooh, answer with video. Is that is that a flock of birds I hear flying over by there? Oh, there we go. Let's see if it crashes. All right, that's everybody's on, right? So we've got Kyle as well. Tim, how do? My brother, dude, it's so awesome to hear your voice. (laughs) Really. Oh, awesome. <laughs> uh, wicked. Um, we haven't uh, we haven't chatted live, but uh, congratulations on fatherhood there. Who? Kyle. Oh, me. me. I'm like, I <laughs> had another baby. Yeah, yeah, man. We haven't actually spoken since you had the other baby. I don't think. I don't think so either, man. Well, uh, how, how's that's how's, crazy. How's the child doing? He's he's doing great, man. Uh, he's smiling now. I haven't got him haven't got him to laugh yet. Um, my he pissed on my head the other day. There you nice. go. Nice. Mm-hmm. He peed on my rug. He peed on the dude's rug. Good yeah. independent comics of the year. How about that? Can we I, go with that? I don't know with that. Yeah. Um, um, what was everybody's favorite indies of the year? Okay. Uh, I, mind if I go first? No, go ahead. Um, I am going to say, uh, you know, I love uh, Brom Ravel's Gorillas 2, I loved. But Monkey Squad 1 has been, I mean, when Doug sends me those books, I get so excited. And it's been, 
it's been such a good story. And I think out of all the independents, I think he needs he needs a shout out for everything he does. I really got to read this, eh? Yeah. Yeah. They're sending you something, aren't they? Who? Monkey Squad 1. Yep. Yeah, you're getting something. Some... I'm getting like six issues in the mail. Yeah. Nice. Supergirl Geeks getting her uh, Obi-Wan in the mail. Yeah, that's good times. You got to let me read those when they come in then. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Is there an independent he's... comic scene in the UK? Barely. Oh, no. There's been a few. So there's probably nothing you could name that's going on right now. People are liking over there that we haven't really heard of or might have heard of. Toxic Storm. Say Tox- Toxic Storm? Toxic Storm. That yeah. sounds familiar, yeah. Sounds good. That's the um, Adam Chill one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That used to be called uh, Zyklon B, so it might you yeah. might remember it and do a different name. <laughs> So but what yeah. about uh, you two Limeys? What were your favorite indie books of the year? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let Jay go with this one first. Uh, Tart. I, think... I saw you put that up. Those pictures. What's Tart? It looks cool. Uh, it's just another independent. It's so different. <laughs> it's hard yeah. to explain, really. Is it like a complicated plot or is it like? No, no, not. It's not particularly complicated. It's just difficult to wrap your head around without actually seeing it. <laughs> is it like a fantasy type thing, or yes. yeah, like genre, yeah. Okay. like yeah, what kind yeah. of writing kind of thing? Yeah, it's a fantasy-based group of hero females. But it's just been that was my favorite, I think. And so like. Stuff. Big like so like what like big weapons and like bloody shit. No, see that's when I looked at because uh, like, you're saying fantasy, so I'm guessing. No, I was that looking at shit, Jay's blog, right? and he's got not a, shit, but no, I was looking at his blog, and he's got a post of, of it on, yeah. there, and there's the the pictures on there, and I, when you look at it, you're yeah. like, that looks cool, but you have no fucking idea what it's about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. it without actually sitting reading it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a really good book, guys. I'll check it out. Nice. Yeah. Oh, uh, Kyle, you just got sent a copy as well. Yeah, I did. I just got that. Yeah, I, I, had... I received mine just before Christmas as well. And who does that? Who does uh, turn? Kevin Joseph. Kevin Joseph. Yeah. Is he on the Twitter? Do you know? Yes, there he is. is. What's his handle? Uh, um, I could. Yeah, it's it's spelled it's uh at b n o k j. Is it as cheesy to you guys when you see a British superhero as it is to us when we see a Canadian superhero? I can't stand Captain Britain. I see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like we look at Alpha Flight and we're like, really? A fucking Bigfoot and a midget? Like, I don't really look at Alpha Flight. Who's in Alpha Flight? Like Puck. That's not independent. Like that's Fuck get. Alpha Flight. Well, I'm just, I just, just curious <laughs> about that because like, you, you know, you see them try to do Isn't like Captain right, Batman. Canuck. And shit, and it, to yeah, us, it's Captain like, Canucks, that's so terrible, cheese, man. you know? Yeah, so I'm yeah. wondering if it looks the same thing to you guys, like, when they so try to do, like, yeah. White and red on a gold background. Like, Excalibur, ugh. like, was, did you think Excalibur oh, was cool? Night and Squire. Yeah. Well. Night and Squire. Nice. The only people who seem to be able to do, like, good British superheroes are British creators. I mean, you've got Alan Moore doing League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I mean, I know it's like a bunch of literary characters, but, you know, they're of 
English origins and stuff. And oh, no, yeah, you know. no, that's a very good point. Is that independent? That's independent, isn't it? That was or partially was image, image, weren't it? Oh man, if Alan Moore is, it probably jumps all over the place. Yeah, it could yeah. be anything. Depending on, yeah. depending on who he's fell out with at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Very good point. I don't know. Are we all Walking Dead fans? Do we all read it? I don't read it. Read it. I haven't. You want my uh? Is okay. Saga for an independent comic. Oh, that's is that, still here. I gotta fucking is that, read that. Would you guys consider that an independent comic? Because Jay said it was like big three, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Right, like I agree Honestly, with I yeah. agree with that. What I'm is not sure image? image can be classed as independent anymore. No, right. Well, Saga is not an independent book. So say. comic fans would say independence not independent to me says you're putting it out not yourself image or, in, or image isn't independent. You know, a company. So then who's for? Who's for? What do you mean who's for? Yeah. What do you mean if you were to have a big four? Oh, Dark Horse. Dark Horse. Is it Dark I'd Horse? Say Dark Horse. Yeah. 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 But what's going to happen now? Marvel's taking the Star Wars away. And what's uh, – do you think it's possible they might actually say the last 20 years d- didn't happen? So it, well, how does it – okay. Well, that would mess up the novels too. There's too much stuff. They can't ignore the canon that Dark Horse is already I'm established. Sure, dude, for one, I'm Dark sure they're – just kill everyone off. I bet you there's <laughs> – how long has Dark Horse been – well, what about Marvel? Is the old Marvel still used? What do you mean? The old a lot of it, a lot of it's all like fed across from one media to the other, hasn't it? You yeah, have yeah. Comic characters turning I mean. up in games, and then characters from games turning up in the movies, and characters from like movies turning up in the series. So it's used. Yeah, you're but... right. You know what? When you put it that way, mention like the video games and shit. Yeah, there's no way they can't. Ig- it's all staple. They can't ignore it. Right. Marvel is gonna have to, and if they're smart, they'll just hire all of Dark Horse's artists and writers on it. Yeah. Like Ostrander and stuff. And say, just come do it for us. Mm-hmm. And just that way with Transformers. With, uh... <laughs> or the market's going to be flooded with like artists and writers. And... Do you guys think this is going to make Dark Horse Good Star Wars comics Kyle. worth more money? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, they 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 print it out a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. They like print... a lot of yeah. What um, was the question? They did. If uh, if the star if Dark Horse Star Star Wars comics will go up in value. Mm. They did print a lot. But I still think certain ones, you know? Yeah, I imagine certain will. Like, imagine especially if they do base this movie partly off of, uh, like, Dark Empire or something. Because I have all those comics. So I'm really hoping that this is one of the... That they take Star Wars, base it on one of those stories yeah. that I have. Because you know how, like, Dark Hor- like Dark Knight Rises or Dark Knight Returns is so... You know, it's gone up in price again because of the yeah. tunes and stuff. Yeah. I'd love that to happen in my books. <laughs> That'd be yeah. <laughs> Why the Last Man? Have you guys read that? No, I haven't read it. Oh, really? This Who is puts that up? Because it's not image, is it? I'm not sure. That's what I was going to ask. Because uh, that's a that's a book that's high on my reading list, and I'm pretty sure it's uh, it's it's not one of the big two, but uh, no. Yeah, that's that's just they've got the movie rights going on right now. Yeah, I know they're producing, aren't they? Yeah, they're trying to get it. it but uh, Nixon, our buddy Nixon, who's been on the show in the past, the X Men expert freak guy. Yeah. He, uh, it's one of his favorite books. He just can't ever say enough about why the Last Man and how good it is. Mm. Good it is. So, 
That's one I definitely want to try, but I still have to read the saga you left here. So. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's you can you'll once you start reading it, you're not gonna stop. Like it's uh, volume one, guys. Like I I brought that <laughs> here. Yeah. I read it. Oh yeah. So like and like once you like if any of you guys have read like read it as like volume one. Oh yeah, I've I've got everything. That's how. Yeah. I've got issues on the tribe. Dude, were you reading the issues first though, or did yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I just got the I just got the uh the, I got the trade first and then hopped on. Yeah. So like as soon as I picked up the uh volume one, sat down and, like opened it up and like I was I read it in like half an hour. Like, it was so good. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. Yo, this is Greg man, and you're listening to Elegant Weapon. And you know who the biggest elegant weapon is? I can't tell you where it's located, but it's uh, got something to do with me. We now return to the Transformers. We're back. All right. And we I didn't, are back. I didn't even have to write down what we'd finished talking about before we had to... Uh, I actually remembered because we I wanted t- I wanted to mention that like the reason like Saga was so like good for me to like get into was when I heard that the uh, the artist or was it the writer the writer of Saga okay, Vaughn is Johnny Staples yeah jumped at the opportunity to like um, start their own like Star Wars universe you know what I mean is like, that how big that universe ah. is. Um, at the in the beginning, yeah. Why not? Saga is like Star Wars scope big. Why not? It's galactic. Well, I don't know. I haven't read it yet. Yeah, it's not on Earth at I all. I never thought of that, dude. Yeah. I never thought of that, and it, it makes me it makes me more excited about the book now. I think. Have you not read it? I have. No, I've read it. I just I never really compared it. Yeah, go like re, like I, I heard that first, and then when I read it, and I was just like, oh hell yeah, man, totally. Like you mean where it could go and where it could like expand? Yeah, how, or how you can just look at it in a Star Warsy kind of way. How come there's no good comics about weed? Because you're too high to make it. That's <laughs> 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 funny. Yeah. That's a good point, but there could be. It's gotta be somewhere out there, somebody doing some little indie book. Yeah, all those little good comics that you're thinking of, like just end with a giggle. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Do you think they <laughs> or ever? Uh... That... <laughs> That's what Saga's about, really. <laughs> Did they ever make a, like a Cheech and Chong like comic book? Ah oh, man, That's some heavy shit, man. Back in the day, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they did. Do you mean, yeah, they totally did. Um, what was it? Well, Manchronic. Would that count? <laughs> did they ever make I, an actual I, comic of that? Yeah, oh well, yeah. They did? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. for the only press one, that's that's why I said, like, yeah. you can use that's um, right, thing. viewer skew characters and stuff. Because, yeah, they, Kevin Smith did all that for Oni. Yeah. Well, I didn't know they made the actual comic. That's well, it makes why sense I, that they would. Of course I did, would. Dante. Ziggy Marley's yeah. got a comic, dude. What? Ziggy Marley's got a comic. What is it? Marijuana Man from Image. <laughs> Are you for real? For real, bro. <laughs> what the? What is it about? Have you read it? Yeah, you know, I... Um... I think I've got an idea what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> but is he, like, a superhero, or...? On a scale of, oh, it goes against corporate, like he's fighting against corporate greed and pharmaceuticals and 
I give the book a seven out of a ten. Wow. But it's almost like a must own for my. Oh my life. god, it's, it's real. <laughs> yeah, I gotta track it down. That's fucking awesome. Nice. Way to go, Ziggy up. Marley. Yeah. Way to go, Ziggy. Thanks, man. Your name uh, is 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 not Ziggy. Ziggy, your dad gave you Ziggy as a nickname. Yeah, well, that, that's my name though. It is now. That, I mean, that's my that's my street name. I mean, that's, that's what people call me in Jamaica, Ziggy. You didn't have to call you Ziggy. What yeah. does Ziggy mean? Ziggy in a Jamaica is a, is a small joint. <laughs> A small joint. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, explain, explain this to me. This is very interesting. Marijuana man. If you guys like, if you guys like graphic novels and, and weed, check out Ziggy Marley's Marijuana Man. I don't even we show all those pictures. Is that just? No, that wasn't a naked woman. Okay, good. Uh, that was. But it's, it, it's. Explain this. What made you do this? Well, that was just a way for me to um, enlighten people, you know, put them on a higher level of thinking. Oh, a higher level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, go check it out. Plan, yeah, yes. it's really fun, Reed. Uh, now tonight you're gonna do a song for us. What song are you gonna do for us? With a get up, stand up. I mean, come on, this is phenomenal. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for rocking out. I'm so happy, honored to have you here. Ziggy Marley, everybody, pick up Marijuana Man. Check out his album when it comes out. What other independent? Uh, do you read anything else? Any other companies? Dynamite. Is Dynamite independent? There is Dynamite. Now, Dynamite is an interesting independent company. Wait, are they? Wait, no. Oh. I think Dynamite's owned by one of the big two, isn't it? Me, me, no, and, me and Jason were on about this earlier. What? When does an independent company stop being an independent company? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get. Because Image is still owned by, you know, Todd McFarlane and Mark Silvestri and, but and all Rob, that sort of thing. But Rob Liefeld? Does he own Rob it? Rob Liefeld doesn't own it he got kicked out mid 90s didn't he get the for fuck out. embezzlement get embezzling the... money he is a fucking trip that guy oh my god <laughs> are yeah. you are you kidding me is that for real he really did that, that? that's for real yeah he was yeah. he set up a new company and was siphoning money out of image straight into the company he was what, what, was he, soliciting what was he... artists for Image and then stealing them for the new company and eventually, because um, what was it? It was seven founders. The other six had a meeting and uh, voted unanimous, unanimously to kick him out. Get the fuck out! Wow. And how? And he still gets hired by DC again? He still gets hired by bloody. Like he's uh, never without a job. Bob Harris just, I don't know. He's fucking. Did, did him and Eric Larson get into it earlier or what? I saw Eric Larson said something to him. I didn't know if it was a dig or what. If Eric, Eric Larson and Rob Liefeld have like a full blown Twitter war, that that will end Twitter. They're <laughs> 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 the most will cankerous, muddy old comic creators I've yeah. ever come across. I'm lying. All Man, if you whack Brian Hitch up. in there as well. Dude, if you and Rob Liefeld haven't ended Twitter, nothing will. <laughs> that was glorious. You know, I should have favored it was all these tweets so I could still read them. Some beautiful Twitter there. Yeah, yeah. D Day weekend. <laughs> I didn't even. I wasn't familiar with him really. With um, Yeah, I just didn't know much. I was never big into Hawkman going on, and I was never big into Deadpool, so I just didn't know. And then I, I saw, I learned about him literally through Tim's Twitter? interactions. Yeah. And I finally <laughs> said to Nixon, I was like, "Is this guy really like?" Show me some of his art. So 
I Googled some of his art and I saw like the fucking mega chests and the fucking, I was like, is this for real? Like, <laughs> how does he actually get away <laughs> with, with this? What always stands out is that Captain America. I just don't get it at all. Was he drawing? And the, the funniest shit was the feet. Because I'd heard so much uh, about the feet, and then yeah. I saw the feet, yeah. and I was like, ah, the Out feet. Behind rocks and smoke and <laughs> dust and shit. And then he was yeah. all big-headed on Twitter, saying, oh, yeah. I finally draw feet, and they just look like little wedges. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're triangles, but with circle soles on them. Oh, yeah, it's, like if, it's like if you tried to draw a brick in perspective, <laughs> and then only drew the top of it. Well, I always think and, he's... And shoelaces. Drawn from two perspectives. Like, you'll be looking at a face dead on, and it'll be like a perspective from the left and a perspective from the right. Sort of like merged badly. <laughs> so it kind of looks like the face is folding into the middle. Yeah, yeah. Watch so, the ring. Most people will say, like, I'll say, like, I, it's obviously I'm not a comic artist. I'm an okay drawer. I'm not the best artist in the world. So you say, you know, it's hard. You don't really want to judge someone who actually makes comics and shit. Mm. But then you see it. And you're like, how did this get by? This is shit that yeah, should not be. And you realize, like, was he drawing like birds of prey? <laughs> like, what the? Like, was he drawing that one or writing that one? Because oh. he's writing comics too. Like, it's retarded. Whatever. That is Saxbo shit. Yeah, it's totally <laughs> Saxbo shit. And I'm fucking no. I, rem- I remember seeing on the uh, on the D Day weekend, uh, some some other guys were obviously laying into into Larfield, and yep. one guy one guy said. Uh, Hi Rob, I was just wondering about your writing technique. Does it involve staring at a blank page and making pew 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 sounds? <laughs> 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 so I, I favorited a read to the hills. <laughs> okay, wait, sorry, we just had something weird happen. Um, endless at endless nocturna tweeted. Uh, I think to Kyle originally. It says, uh, "Give us a link so we can listen to the show right now." Which is cool that someone would want to listen live right now. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we better tweet them that it's not live, but it'll be, you know, up next week or whatever. Yeah. And then they tweeted, ignore me, I have found it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. resourceful, man. Yeah. I'm sure that means they just found the site, but... Uh, or maybe it's the, maybe it's <laughs> the one... Uh, they might be... <laughs> yeah, totally hacked us through. It might be the one with uh, what Chris for the first time, where we had to have the video on the Podbean site. They might be oh, watching that, that video. Oh, they may be. Yeah, that's we tried to go live that one time and sounded horrible because I didn't have all the stuff configured. It was all echoey and oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was bad news because we tried two laptops. Yeah, that's right. And that didn't work out at all. No, there's a different one. But hey, live there's a different. There's a different one. Do you guys read Fanboys vs. Uh, Zombies? Boom Studios, right? Yeah. Is that Boom Studios? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, Does any, nah, anybody follow the fake Ross Ritchie account? No. No, Ross, I don't... Ross Ritchie being the uh, head honcho at Boom Studios. Um, <laughs> there, there's, there's a fake one. You know, like the Bizarro Stanley? Like a parody yeah. account? Yeah. 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 Someone set up this parody account of Ross Ritchie, and some of it, some of it, some of, I mean, a while back I was reading some of it, going, this seems a little bit too close to the knuckle. So I messaged the people, I messaged the the the, the account, and the actual guys running it messaged me back, and like I'm I'm not going to say whether they do or don't work for Boom, but a lot of the stuff they were saying is actually like stuff that's happening at Boom. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
and yes. it's like people people not being paid for work and um, <laughs> being conned and scammed out of stuff and i mean like it it, it kills me because like i love hellraiser and it's published by boom as well wow. but you know i can't i mean i i i get the road below because yeah. uh, brandon brandon seafart's writing it but um yeah ross richie's like a proper shady character <laughs> so so like boom studios are like yeah see i wish um didn't boom Pier- get sucked in though aren't they uh or who was bought out wasn't it boom wasn't boom sucked in boom's into... like stanley's company isn't it yeah but i thought they got bought yeah they got bought out ages yeah. ago yeah and who bought them though i think it was just like the managers it was it's like a manager takeover type thing Oh, I thought it was actually uh, like Marvel bought Disney them or something. or something. Yeah, I know they they were they were doing the Disney books for a while, oh. and then they lost that license, so the company wanted to sell the studio. That's off. what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What did you? How far into uh, Fanboys vs Zombies did you get? Only a couple of issues. I know I'm several issues behind, but it was great, and people are still liking it. So yeah. I want to catch up. Because yeah. it seemed like it was going to be a fun book. Because I think a lot of the fun of the book is the zombies you see. Because since they're at Comic-Con, they're cosplaying zombies. Yeah. So you're getting all these amazing zombies dressed up as ridiculous cosplay, yeah. right? So, and then you can see certain people, you, you know, you can see all these fucking really? manga kids imagine get fucking people, taken imagine out. Imagine people keep buying that for like 20 years. <laughs> What, Fanboys vs. Zombies? Yeah, yeah. And eventually AMC makes a show, yeah. Fanboys vs. Zombies? <laughs> I'm down with that. That would actually make a really rad cartoon. Mm. That comic book would make an excellent cartoon. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, someone should get on that. Yeah. But you'd lose a lot of the cosplay after, like, how long, you know? Not necessarily. What do you mean? Well, is it always going to be at the same Comic-Con for 20 years? I'm not sure. I'm behind enough, but you know, uh, well, maybe, maybe they're just com- constantly stuck in there forever. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I don't know where they're going with it. Just good book, though. What yeah. else? Do, what else does what? What else does Dynamite have out? Dynamite does to, all your movie shadow uh, in. Yeah. Shadow, yeah. I do. Yeah, I read the spi- I read Spider. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah Takeover. He's he's the Dynamite go-to guy. Yeah. Yeah, and. Lord of the uh, I love Dynamite. Lord of the Jungle was Lord pretty of the good Jungle too. is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I was think, collecting that for a bit. Yeah, I read that up to the annual. Conan, were they doing the Conan now? Yeah, they were doing Conan. Um, Green Hornet is like like because I love them just for the Alex Ross covers. Yeah, and then there's like some great books to go with. They them. just started with the masks, didn't yes. they? Yeah. yeah, which is uh like the spider. Yeah, and Jay the just wrote a blog and... on that shit. Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of that crap going on there. Does Alex Ross own that company? Just to, or has he got like some sort of exclusive deal with them? Alex Just Ross is exclusive. Is he? I don't think so. Oh, it's not exclusive it... at all. He just did the new Star Wars cover. It's coming out for uh, the new. They're since they're losing the rights, they're gonna redo the movies in comic form one more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> one more time, <laughs> yeah, one more time. Hey, who, who Alex does Ross a... did the covers? He is a god. Uh, uh, bleh, excuse me. <laughs> what, what makes a comic book company independent? Right. Um, te- mm. Technically, obviously, if it's the owner still own it, Image haven't been really running at an independent level for God knows how long now. And it's because, because, yeah, they're as 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 we said, they're you, with um, 
between Spawn and Walking Dead, their cross-media sort of things are equal to the DC and Marvel. You know, they're doing the cartoon series, they're doing the figures, they're doing the movies and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, a bar, say, Kevin Eastman and Peter Lard with the Turtles, there's not been really a truly independent sort success of... Success story, you mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Success story. Yeah, it would be. Ninja Turtles and Walking Dead. Yeah. Well, because, like, Image is seven guys, so you can't really be like... Oh, you know, it's just down to the two guys. It's it's a, in business terms, it's like a con conglomerate. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a pooling of resources and stuff. Whereas Turtles was just like two guys with a love of Daredevil. So, you're also right about though, like what when when you come down so to the what's definition. What's the opposite of like independent though? Yeah. Like, what's the term? Independent doesn't seem to really fit at all, because if you really look at it, no company is different than Marvel or DC. They're just different on size yeah, levels. Yeah, well, because I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking about like you know, look at it. If you, DC, actually, if DC or Marvel were starting today, like the way that they started out back then, are they would they be considered an independent comic company? You know what I mean? It's the same as when you look at music, right? And when you used to have independent companies, and when you had, uh, you know, like it's hard to call a company independent. That's why I think more independent should like, go think, to creator-owned corp- creator-sold yeah. stuff, you know, creator-made stuff. When it becomes corporate? I think like, so. You, like, you, so you have like a, once you have like a board of directors, you're not really uh, an independent anymore? Because like, you take, take McDonald's, at some point they were independent. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, exactly, they are exactly. the definition of, of corporate now. But mm-hmm. even Disney, even Disney with uh, one of the um, – I mean, is it Roy Disney who's still on the board of directors? With them, oh, and like he's not still alive, is he? Yeah, his um, brother. Yeah, it's, you know, so you still got someone. Wow. From the family, <coughs> having a say in how the company's run and stuff, and it's kind of like they're not independent. So it's kind of it's, <coughs> yeah. But like independent of what? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's like when you think of an independent band, I think of an independent band, I think of a band that's... Investor money. That, yeah, that re- yeah, totally. You're independent of investor money. That's that's a good way to put it. That That's probably a better way, yeah. But yeah, you know, people are investing in you through things like Kickstarter and stuff, and I'd still call a lot of those independent, you know? Well, it's, it's, the Kickstarter's more DIY. It's, it's the punk rock ethics of, you know, you want to do something... You know, you get a bunch of people to sort of like help out and chip in, and you're not you're not going to a bank, you're not being bankrolled, you're not taking out a loan or anything. People are just saying, you like, you know, here's the money, go do it. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, that's good times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never. It it wasn't until like I've gotten older that I've even gotten into independent comics at all. When you're a kid, you just want superheroes, right? You don't yeah. really understand the difference in graphic novels and stuff, you know. I think that's been a big, uh, a big helping thing. Has been all the movies that get keep getting turned into, or getting made out of graphic novels, you know. I always see that as something completely separate to the comic books you actually read. That's like a whole different yeah. industry and fan base. I don't. You know, a lot of you see a lot of people saying, "Oh, at the end of Avengers or Dark Knight, they should have had adverts saying, you know, go read the comic books.'" But it's not the same fan base. 
Oh yeah, there's no reason to do that at all. I think that. No, would be I, I, don't, I don't. Apart from, say, Walking Dead, I don't see a lot of crossover between. You know, the movies getting made with like Spider-Man and Wolverine and stuff. Then... Well, they do try to make some kind of stuff. Like that's why all of a sudden in the cartoons and comics, Nick Fury looks like Samuel Jackson now. You know. Yeah. I'm just gonna say it straight out. You know, you should see the Avengers after you hit like one great big bud of Hulk. Cause this movie is a <laughs> yes. Human. 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 Comics. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, man, how you hey. doing? What's up, Gabe? Good, doing good. <laughs> Thanks for having me back on. Are we uh, are we rolling or are we talking just now? Uh, we're rolling. Oh, okay. But, so, uh, right, yeah. On. <laughs> it's good to talk right. to you again, man. Thanks, thanks. Yeah. Do you, so, yeah, it's good to talk after, you know, we finally got everything done with the comic book and everything. You guys have seen it and everything now. Last time we talked, uh, we haven't, we didn't even debut it yet. No, yeah, it was just on the cusp of coming out. It was, uh, it was real close, but, uh. Yeah, it all worked out, eh? Yeah, it worked out, you know. Uh, we're in uh, big talks right now with some big people. You know, I don't want to jinx anything because it's still premature to make an announcement. But, you know, we're looking at, uh, you know, some larger distribution deals. That's always nice. very, very exciting. Um, yeah, the book turned out great, man. It's absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, man. Yeah, I mean, it's way better than I imagined <laughs> when I when I first began it really well uh, I didn't I realize Ryan. what was that go ahead oh I just want to say I got to hand it to Ryan for you know making it so you know beautiful and appealing all the artwork it's really what's uh carrying this thing right now and I, I I'm proud to announce actually that you're uh you're this will be the first podcast where I can announce this is we have a new artist signed for issue number two his name is Doug Freeman and um nice. yeah that's He's uh he's gonna be doing issue number two. So like I said before, the plan is uh probably to be doing a, a separate artist every issue at least until we get you know more uh more funding or we get bought out or something happens like that. I'll probably wind up using a different artist for every ep uh episode, and they'll that's have their very, own book. That's very cool. Yeah, that's super cool. Uh, Doug Freeman. Why do I know that name though? Um, he's done he's done some other indie comic stuff like. Um, is he on Twitter? Yeah, he is on Twitter. He's at uh, his handle is at RNA Brand. Yeah, it sounds familiar. I think I might have seen him on the Twitter before. You guys been have a happy Christmas, Merry Christmas. Oh yeah, man, it was a uh, it was good holidays. Thanks for asking. It was a uh, pretty yeah, oh, nice little year. Doing good, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was at the comic shop. It was great, man. <laughs> yeah, our LCS has a twenty five percent off sale they do every year. Oh, cool. Very yeah, cool. so just big, digging through the bins and. Do they do some... uh, free comic book day up there too? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Great. Dude, I think I got like forty books this year. Huh? Oh, there or was last, huge last stacks year. this year. Huge stacks last time we went. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty exciting stuff. Um, the book though, I want to talk more about the book because I really yeah. enjoyed the book. Yes. Let's. Uh, what do you got? How much of it did you get to read, Jay? <coughs> Excuse me, I read the whole thing. Okay, cool. Because I only got to look at it. <laughs> All forty-seven pages. Don't worry, I'm gonna mail you guys a, a couple of copies each. So oh, that'll be. Make sure you sign it before you send it out, huh? Uh, yeah. yeah. No worries. Um. Yeah. It was. Uh, I wasn't expecting the quite the undertaking that you had taken. Like, uh, 
Yeah, it's a big book. It's a in-depth book. It's a you know, well thought out story. Like, like you can tell, it's got lots of places to go. Like I'm already interested to see what's going to happen next. You know what I mean? Oh, it gets crazier and crazier, man. Trust me. It gets I wild. love the uh, the idea of uh, what is it? The human par- uh, what do the human purity something? Oh, Department of Human Purity. Yes. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I love yeah. the idea of that Department of Human. Yeah, what's what's the, what's the Department of Human Purity? Um, well, it's the governmental organization that is assigned to go and apprehend all these biotech um, criminals that you know have amplified themselves by installing genetically, you know, biotech upgrades, and you know they're genetically modifying themselves, and you know. Uh, Johnny Mnemonic style? Yeah, yeah, sort of, yeah. So, um, but it's legal, you know, so they're going in, they're, that's the governmental agency hunting down these criminals, basically. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. What's the guy's name with the forearms? Drollo. Drollo, yeah, he's a pretty badass character there. Thank you. <laughs> when I he's love got his rage moment when they're all kind of going at him in that one page. <laughs> and he, uh, oh, it's beautifully drawn page when he dr- grabs the guy and pulls his head towards him. Oh, I love like, that one. Yeah. Squeezes his head or something. I can't exactly remember what he does, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Ryan really executed that one great. And everybody should follow Ryan if I can do a shout out to him. Uh, he's at Mugshot Pro on uh-huh. Twitter, and he's uh, in Belgium. Mugshot I saw. Eh? Yeah, Mugshot Pro. At Mugshot Pro. Yep. Nice. I'm on my way there. <laughs> yeah, and he's out in Belgium, huh? Uh, well, he moved back. He's actually Budapest, in Hungary. But yeah, he was oh. out in Budapest, and he was traveling, and he was um he was working out there for a couple of years. But he's been back here for a while now. I think he just needs to update his Twitter page. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so how'd you hook up? How'd you hook up with that guy, man? Um, over Craigslist, just. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, I remember yeah. you saying that last time. Yeah. Doug, I wound up meeting um, when we debuted over at Long Beach Con. So, yeah, how was that? That was, you know, I, uh, I, a lot of people told me that it, w- it was pretty underwhelming for them. We did really well. Like, we were making sales, and it was definitely worth our while to go. But uh, I think a lot of people were kind of um, not impressed with the turnout. It, they said it was like eight thousand, but that was kind of barely felt over the past over the two day course, you know. Really? So, yeah, it was a small it was a small convention, but I had a lot of fun. I liked the way they set it up. They had laser tag. They had like a roller derby, so they had all these chicks like you know, clobbering each other with roller skates on. Yeah, yeah, they had laser tag. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, they had laser tag for all the kids, and um, you know they had. You know, everything that you would normally have at, at a smaller con, you know, the panels and everything like that. I also wanted to say it was very smart on your part, and I've seen it done before, like giving that first issue away. I originally tried, considered selling it, and I was like, man, no, I don't even think people – it's not even out there enough. I just need to give it away. And I, it wasn't even a choice, really. I had to. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it works. It works, and it, it shows that you care about your product and the piece of art you put out. You know, it's a, it's a pretty important thing. So, you know, when somebody does that, it tends to make you want to support them more just for their, you know, humility kind of. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know – I just gotta, you gotta get them hooked. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work, a lot of effort, and you've been working it, man. It's been impressive. You've been fucking <laughs> pushing that promo, my friend. Oh, man, I'm getting it out there, you know? Like, whether people like it or not, they're seeing it. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. But and, it, uh, I'm getting a positive, warm response. So, you know, it seems like people like it, but people, uh, you know, at least some people do. Uh, yeah, and you know, I like it a lot. I like uh, I like to see where it's gonna grow and where it's go to. I love the fact, like, when you got different artists, what's the next one even gonna look like? You know what I mean? Um, you know, that's a that's something that we talk about a lot, Doug and I. You trying to keep it consistent because you know Ryan's really set the framework and the pace with you know uh, the first issue, and we're trying to keep it with that same theme. You're gonna see some accent colors on a few pages, but it's still yes. gonna be black and white. But it'll just like a few like for a few pictures where it's necessary we'll put in accent colors to enhance the story um also it's going to be a lot lot thicker it's going to be 70 pages so it's 70 pages it's going to be yeah it's going to be twice as thick almost when are you expecting uh, that to drop uh that'll drop in march nice yeah we have you know contracts all signed and everything and the deadline is set well, March. you want to, yeah, because you want to let the guy. The guy wants to. You want him to be able to uh, oh, yeah. take his time and put really his own put work. his own flair on it too, right? Like, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. He's not trying to mimic Ryan. He's his own independent individual artist. Yeah. He's trying to get his own work out there too, and trying to show what he can do with the same story. That's all, you know. Well, that's awesome. Each, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah issue is so a, cool. That... Sorry, Jay. It's all right. Each issue is a showcase, is in itself, you know. <laughs> Exactly, you know, and then as the series continues, I, that'll be part of the talk. It's like, who's the next artist going to be, you know, what's yeah, it going like to look that. like? And then uh, I'm, I'm sure by the end of the series, it, everybody will, like, have personal favor- favorites and be evaluating which artists they like or which episode they like the best and why. Yeah, some are in color, <laughs> some aren't maybe, you know, like. Yeah, it's like, uh, oh, also with the Kickstarter, it's going to be totally different. In fact, the whole project's like, just going to be enhanced to the next level. We're doing all of the artwork, original ink, you know. Orig- the first issue was all digital. You know, we were working over the phone and the internet, Ryan and I. But with Doug, it's we're working together in person in the same room. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so he's a... Uh, you know, we would talk about every single picture and every frame, like, to a, a greater degree. And yeah, sure. he... We're going to be selling all the original artwork, including the original covers, for our on our Kickstarter. Yeah, it's a smart launch. idea. Yeah. Yeah. So we're um yeah we're going to launch another Kickstarter this month. We're, we're finishing up some like uh, just some sample pages and stuff, and doing uh, some of the artwork for issue two right now. And when we get about ten or twelve pages together, and um, that we're really proud of we're going to put it out there and that'll be like the promo kind of for our kickstarter and show you what doug's stuff is going to look like and you know um yeah just show you what we've got larry's going to do the directing again for the the kickstarter video he was the director on the first one. Oh, cool um but we're gonna it'll be you know the first one was kind of a joke you know it was like master geek theater this one i'm thinking we're probably going to do something a lot more serious like you know uh not not exactly sure what the concept of the video is going to be quite yet. That's well, gonna... you got to work on the comic before you. <laughs> exactly. Well, I guess no, this does come before the comic, doesn't it? <laughs> well, in, in, in the public's eyes, yes, but it's yeah. such a different dynamic. I was going to say though, when you guys are in one room working on it together, though, you know. Yeah, you must be able to hammer out so many more details that it's gonna. It must show up in the work. 
Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, I, I feel like it's it's gonna be better I, from here on out. I really want to do it that way, work in the same room with my like you know the people that are hard to do though, know, yeah. part of it, you know. So we've been talking a lot all day about uh, independent books, basically. Uh, you must be uh, you must be right into the into that kind of I don't want to call it a scene, but the um that that realm of the comic world. Yeah, right, yeah. I mean, I'm meeting new and new and more independent artists every day, all the time through this project. Absolutely, it's it's yeah. great. I love it. You know, linking up with all these people I I never probably would have met. Dude, so guys, I'm touring a human in Brazil in about two weeks. Fuck going off, to- really? Yeah, I'm going to Sao Paulo. Uh, what, like, how, okay, how the fuck? Do you have, a, do you have the book translated? <laughs> uh, no, uh, well, you know, I met this girl, and um, I'm just flying down there with, with to stay with her, and now I'm just going to be touring it. She's got, she has gotten in touch with a few comic shops around, like, Sao Paulo. They actually have a lot of them there. And so she's like, yeah, they actually like American stuff and American comics. So. Bad ass Gabe. Yeah, I'm going to do some book signings while I'm down there. And I'll be there for about a month. I'll be there for my for my birthday on the 27th, her birthday, and Carnival. Wow. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, be in Rio for Carnival in February. Are you going to have Twitter access? Uh, I don't know yet. Like, I'm trying to figure everything out. Um, You know, I got my passport and everything out of the way. Uh, I still have. I'm working things out with the Brazilian consulate right now, so I can get my visa. You know, because they have to like permit you to enter the country. Yeah, and do signings and all that kind of crap. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm just going as a tourist and everything. I'm like, you know. You still have to get a visa even if you're going as a tourist. Um, yeah, yeah. For wow. that, it depends on the country, but yeah, you do definitely for Americans anyway. I don't know how it is for Canadians. That's so weird. Never heard of that. I only heard of like work visas and stuff. Yeah, but still, that's gonna be a fucking cool experience, man. It's gonna be off the hook. It's gonna be crazy because I'm not—I don't speak a word of Portuguese. I speak Spanish, <laughs> but you know, like you can sort of, kind of translate, like because some words are the same in, in Portuguese as in Spanish. But yeah. yeah, two pretty different languages. There's gonna be a huge um, language barrier the whole time I'm down there. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll kind of pick it up. So, does she speak English? No, she doesn't speak English. What? <laughs> How'd you meet this girl? Like text-to-speech uh, online? No, like I, I was on uh, – <laughs> after a book signing out here, I just met her randomly at a bar, and like we kind of just hooked up, and now I'm flying down there. Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope she understands that you're coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they got a whole bunch of shops, I guess, out there. You're saying, eh? Yeah, Sao Paulo's huge, man. It's a huge oh, yeah. city. Like I had no idea how how big until I really started researching it. It's like, uh, it's amongst the largest cities in the world. Yeah, dude. There's got to be uh, an Anderson Silva comic book then. An Anderson Silva comic. Well, I'm sure, and I'm sure he's appeared in a strip over there for sure. You don't know, but I bet you there's some like independent Brazilian comic book, and somebody's made like a like a super. I bet super, you. I yeah. would bet you. I'd bet it for sure. You know, that's what I wonder. Like, what if I meet some like Brazilian television network guy down there, and I, he likes human, and then like all of a sudden this is like a, a Brazilian product. 
<laughs> crazy. It, it could happen though, right? Oh, it could yeah. totally happen. Yeah. yeah. Why not? You know. <laughs> That's exciting. Hey, if you're gonna shoot, shoot for the stars. You might as well go international, right? That'd be weird. Like if you got like a cartoon going, and the first time you hear like your character's voice, it's in Portuguese. I know. <laughs> I can't even understand my own story. <laughs> hey, that girl. What's the lead girl's name? Uh, Cesar. Cesra, yes. <laughs> Her speaking Spanish would be pretty fucking sexy, actually. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> you're, I mean, I could see this going international, like, cause the, and especially in oh, scripts, yeah. yeah, as this as this story goes on, it'll have more and more locations throughout the world. You have a uh, locations in Dubai in script two, but mostly still in Los Angeles, and then third. Uh, third episode you'll start seeing more of like brazil and los angeles and dubai and tokyo as well so that would be interesting like, yeah to see other takes the artists take on areas because this was very very urban this issue number one right yeah like yeah. very very beautiful cityscapes and stuff yeah, just man. just mind-blowing cityscapes yeah but. i had uh i had just watched um some art tutorials and I just I, I start so starting with them I went straight to uh, the you know just their basic you know this is how you start to draw kind of stuff so it was all about like perspective and then like the next day like Jay shows me um, the PDF and I was just like oh my god like, you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. like, this is this is where you can go like right here like. Dude's like perspective in that book is insane. It'll be cool to see a new artist's take yeah. on putting this story into like a Brazilian jungle or something too. You know? Yeah, because like, uh, Ryan set the bar, it seems, pretty high. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. And uh, I'm glad, you know, because I, 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 I only want to progress. You can't step backwards. So <laughs> from here on out, it's just like it has to be at the very top quality, you know. Yeah, for sure. So how many uh, how many artists um, do you have lined up so far if you're going to switch for each uh, issue? Oh, uh, just so far I, I have uh, Doug signed for issue number two. And I ha I'll start looking probably close to February for – issue number three like another artist to go for issue number three nice. um you know issue number three is written but it's not quite perfect you know to my liking uh, i really want to put in a little bit more time with one more rewrite and get it exactly how i want it before i'm gonna start showing it cool. so what are some uh, what are some indie books that you're into then um well you know i've been reading sweet tooth a lot and i've been reading See, now, do you can now do you can so you consider um, Vertigo to be indie? No, no, I don't. Because that's what we were talking about with the English with the uh, with the English. Yeah, I guess yeah, that was a bad example. I'm just kind of rattling off things that I've been reading lately. Let's right, see. Right. Well, Sean, we didn't actually mention Vertigo. Vertigo didn't actually come up, but Vertigo's owned by DC, are they not? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, no, I wouldn't. Didn't, I wouldn't I didn't, consider but... that. <laughs> are you a Saga fan? Yeah. Yeah, I, I have yet to read it, but all these guys were going off about it earlier. I mean, yeah, I'm not. We, I want. I need to see more, but I like it from what I've seen. Like, definitely. Uh, it's a definite read too, man. If you like, if you if you like sci-fi. Have you seen a? If, if you're if you're a Star Wars fan. <laughs> have you seen Clone? That's that just released. You know, I have. Um, I bought issue one. I haven't got. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, though. It's pretty cool. It's pretty yeah. cool. I don't know if it's going to fizzle out quickly, you know. I, I don't see where it's 
well, I'll just have to see. I've read issue two, and I'm, I still am wondering. I'm like, this is kind of cool, but it could just turn into, like, you know, something kind of bland pretty quickly. I have to see where okay. it goes. Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel. But I liked issue one. Um, you know, it's intriguing, and I'd like to see more. I still think Planetoids is probably my favorite thing out right now. Planetoids. Planetoid by Ken Gehring. It's an image comic. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to remember, like, a recent cover of it. But it's not coming to mind. Hey, uh, I just had if a. If I don't, of... if I don't buy it, that's how I remember them. <laughs> I just had a bit of a thought. Uh, Gabe, were you still going to be kind enough to send me out a, an actual issue of the book? Yes, absolutely. Uh, we're pretty Thank damn. T- we're we're super damn tight with our uh, LCS owners down here. We should uh, we should definitely show them the book and see if maybe they want to hawk a few issues out of there for you. Nice. Yeah, yeah I definitely don't see it being a problem. If if they enjoy it or think any part of it's good, uh, I know they definitely wouldn't. Hey, if they're fu- if they're fucking lame enough to put our poster on their wall, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they might sell your book for it. <laughs> yeah, awesome guys. Yeah, that'd be sweet. And what? The, and come to think of it, we were act- we actually talked to them about like people coming in, didn't we, Jay? What do you mean? And like people coming in and like wanting to sell their books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did um, what did was it Dave that was talking about it with us? Dave was talking about it, yeah, and uh, he was basically saying, uh, you know, he'll look at anything. He won't just sell anything, but if it's decent and he thinks it's interesting, he'll sell it. Right. It was the same thing he did with uh, Secret Adventures of Houdini by uh, Sean Von Gorman there. Yeah. He, uh, you know, I picked up the book there that you graciously let me have the last copy of. Mm-hmm. But he said he was just looking through the previews and the synopsises on the uh, on the diamond page, and uh, it looked interesting. It looked cool. It sounded like a neat idea. So he ordered it up, you know. Yeah. So I mean, him uh, like without with me not having read it, just them looking at the book like visually, I don't see why they wouldn't sell that book. You oh know yeah. What I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. Like self human, I should say. Oh yeah, they've got some pretty obscure shit that they put through there. It's uh, it's one really cool thing about having like two guys who have been into comics all their life. Our LCS is a, you know, over. They're what are they in their t- last year was their twenty fifth year? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's some debate between the brothers on how long they've been around. Yeah, yeah, they're they're they were. De- <laughs> but then again, they're brothers. They're supposed to argue, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, it's great to have that type of shop with two guys who know what they're doing, you know what I mean? Yeah, rather guys that are in it for the love of it, not the money like they were saying, you know? Yeah, they were telling us, they were saying it's, uh, they definitely, you don't, you can't run a comic shop if you're doing it for the money, you know? For, for sure. Dude, <clears throat> it must be tedious actually running a comic stop, shop. It must be like categorizing and catalog, cataloging everything and lugging all that paper around i think (laughs) i think they have they just have their system down so tight it's pretty easy but they're also the the trick is they we did the episode a couple episodes ago from the shop and what i basically got out of it was the trick is in the ordering knowing what to order how much to order knowing what you're allowed to order what you need to order to get other stuff to order to be able to return this or that yeah, I was yeah, I, I I kind of got a little some like comic market stuff out of, out of them. Yeah, that because I knew there was some I knew there was some there were some strange things and uh, thought Jay would find it interesting at least. Well, sounds like he did. Yeah, that that's how they survived, right? I mean, they had a fire. There was a restaurant next to them, 
and it exploded and destroyed 200,000 of their books. And, uh, you know, they got their insurance and everything, and but still that's a big hit. And they yeah. were able to get through that, bounce back, still keep the shop going strong because they knew how to order and just kind of keep chugging along, right? Hmm. So it's really nice having that type of shop around. But, yeah, definitely we'll do that. We'll show them, I'm sure. I think, uh, I think Dave will really like it, the one guy. Everyone we know has... has come a long way in some way got something done or something achieved or something is you know yeah like Dave, would you agree the last year has been just like one productive year for um like for me like comics and stuff like that i would say yeah absolutely i mean it seems like the comic industry as a whole just keeps growing and growing as it becomes more and more intertwined with you know the entire entertainment industry but you know I, i remember as a kid kind of feeling like it seemed separate you know, and now, of course, after like, you know, all the movies that came out, all Stan Lee's movies, uh, yeah. it's all just intertwined now. And I think there's just like more money within that industry, which brings Definitely. more. People. Yeah, there's a lot of money being pumped into entertainment. That's for sure. Well, who knows what could happen in the future? This this human is a comic you could easily see as a movie one day. Mm. Easily. I, about it. I mean, this could go so many directions if it took off like it could be merchandising toys um fashion you could be like you know have extra limbs and have you know <laughs> like for drollo and stuff you could yeah. want to cosplay and then you, you know, video games like you know, oh, yeah, yeah. know that. that's when you truly know you've made it when your character is being cosplayed <laughs> so, yeah hey gabe do you do um any writing besides uh human at the moment or are you just uh, focused on that you know, I'm looking for freelance work desperately right now. To be honest, uh, no, I, I'm not. Like, I have I have my own spec projects, but nothing that I've shown just yet. Um, I'm I've been writing, I've been translating the Epic of Gilgamesh into a feature length film, and I'm almost done with that. Jesus. So it's gonna be, yeah. it's a it's it'll be a two part series of about um, like 80 pages each. So that'll translate to about you know an hour and 30. Uh, per movie so it'll be a two-part movie it's gabe smith on twitter at human underscore comics and at what's the human website comics what's oh uh, humancomics.com yeah wow, you yeah. nailed that oh everything's straight up that's what i love okay. it's all straight up it's human comics just all across the board man <laughs> and uh it's easy to find check it out uh, as we were saying download yourself your f- free digital copy right now yeah. uh you know no harm no foul if you don't like the book then all you wasted was a couple button strokes <laughs> so but uh I, I i really seriously doubt anyone is gonna have any serious problems with the book this uh this exciting so we're really really excited to see where you go with this man and see how everything turns out you know yeah, Thank you. I am as well. Uh, it's, an, it's an adventure. Yes. So keep us updated, and we'll keep everybody else updated. Uh, until then, you uh, you take care and uh, have good times. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Take it easy, Gabe. Cuban. Right, Cuban. Comics. This is Chris from All Things Good and Nerdy, and you're listening to an Elegant Weapon on the Junk Food Podcast Network. It's far too easy to fall back into the junk food habit. You will know it is time to turn the page when you hear R2-D2 beep like this. So, um, here we are. 
once again, anybody familiar with listening to this show is quite familiar with Mr. Anthony Bachman of the Next Element podcast. Anthony who? Anthony who? <laughs> who, who that? Who Anthony that is the first of two Anthonys you'll be talking to, uh, will be talking to on this show. Basically what happened was uh, so many people got so many books going on right now and stuff, and we a whole bunch of people wanted the podcast, so we're going to kind of put about, what, three or four different Four. Four different podcast segments into one podcast. Yeah, that's going to be savage. Nice. So, Who gets to edit that funness? Oh, that'll be me. That's him. Because <laughs> um, I am burning the candle at four ends at this point. Well, everybody's busy. I feel like I'm the last one podcasting. Yeah. Everyone else has got something else. Everybody's coloring or drawing or writing. And I'm like, I'm just going to be the best podcaster I can be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there you go. Podcast it up, dude. Okay, falling way behind, and for what will be the third or fourth or fifth time on this whole Together Put Cup podcast, I'm going to flick another Bic. Come on, dude. Just take one hit. Another Bic? Yeah. Hopefully like, he's sitting down. Yeah. Um, so we chatted with those guys about all the work they got going on, and then we chatted with Gabe Smith for a while of Human Comic. Nice. And, uh, yeah, so we're chatting with you right now. Uh, Before uh, we get into Anthony, Anthony, have you read uh, or got the free preview of uh, Hume? I I retweeted it and saved the URL, but I haven't gone back and read it yet. Yeah, yeah, I just uh, just went and got the newsletter signed up today going. Uh, It's a beautifully drawn book. Mm -hmm. The reason we're talking to Anthony, number one, of course, is because of Geek. Geek. The coolest thing out there. Which is uh, super, super exciting, not just for the fact that you're working on a comic book, which is awesome, but you're working on a comic book with Matt Cohen, which is awesome. And for anyone who doesn't know about Matt Cohen, Matt Cohen is of Smodco fame, helps uh, Kevin Smith kind of build the Smod Castle. He used to be kind of his red band, kind of his producer guy. Uh, Kevin Smith kind of loaned him out or traded him over to uh, Jay Moore. Uh, I think I think it was more of a loan because you know, for a while there, Matt was going around and apparently doing like the technical hookup for a lot of the shows because he started um when uh Katie Morgan started hers, the Having Sex with Katie Morgan podcast. Matt was helping up with the the technical side of that for a while too. Well, I think when Smodcastle was up, he was doing them all pretty much. Anything that was going, he was just basically the on the board. Well, yeah, in, of anything at the Smodcastle. Yeah, I think he. Yeah. Well, I mean, he pretty much built the Smodcastle, and then they brought in a couple other people. Yeah, he worked on almost everything from the get-go. So does he? Was he the guy that was doing like the sound? Yeah. Uh, during the episodes of like HBO and shit. No, the. Um, oh no! Well, in the beginning, uh, yeah. It's James now, but was it James in the very beginning? I think James has always been there for HBO. Okay. I don't know if Matt's ever been there for the HBO episodes. Okay. It's so weird how. But it's definitely possible it could have been. Could have been, yeah. It's uh. Yeah, he's been on well, you'll, and off you'll, a bunch you'll have of to ask because you know now. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh yeah, no. The first time I actually get to sit down and have a conversation with him, like not over Skype and stuff, is just gonna be ridiculous. Yeah, that must be cool. <laughs> it must be hard to hold back because you know you have to, like from geeking out, you know. A little bit, yeah. It, it yeah. is kind of a cool thing to be working with someone that's worked on and around so many cool projects that I've you know really enjoyed. It it is pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, I did you know a nice long Skype call with him uh, a little bit ago, and it, yeah, he's just he's a great guy. He's fun as hell to talk to. All those guys seem like good times, you know. Kevin Smith seems to just keep good people around him, you know. Which oh yeah, and and Matt put a good team together yeah. for the for the the Geek Crew itself. Axel Ortiz is a hell of an artist. I've uh, had a couple conversations with him. Right. And uh, 
dealing with uh, Sean DePasquale, the guy who's actually, I'm realizing now, going back through the entire Bagden Board catalog and listening to all the episodes I'd missed, Sean's been on the show like six times or something. I So I've learned a lot more about him than I ever thought I would know. He's the one doing our letters and stuff and editing, and he's all in a bunch of stuff too. He's working on like uh, I think uh, I want to say a TV show for FX right now. Wow. He's got his own books. Uh, Space Minnesota just got um, its own Facebook page and got put up on a Comicsology, and that's a okay. book that Sean wrote. So there's a bunch of different stuff going on, even with just that little crew of guys. So one thing I haven't actually heard is bagged and boarded. I hate to say it. Sorry to admit. Oh, dude. Yeah, you should li- you should listen to an episode. It's pretty funny. Is it uh, just straight up comic yeah, talk? Yeah, you not or... listen to that, dude? No, how many that's there the are? funny thing. Yeah, there well, there there is a bunch of them, but yeah, that's the funny thing is that Matt actually had joked multiple times on the show that they'll go four or five episodes sometimes without mentioning anything about comics. <laughs> Who's he doing the show with? Um, that's something that's changed a lot too. It was originally Jesse Rivers. Uh, Jesse Rivers now does Flicks and Grits. He moved back to Alabama, so he's not there locally to do the show with Matt anymore. Uh, one of their kind of um, correspondents that they would go do uh, short little things called the Matt, uh, not Matt, uh, the Brendo Creasy Minute. They do the Brendo Minute. Brendo took over for a while as a co-host, and for the last big chunk for a while, he's been doing it with, um, I think it's correctly phrased, ex-porn star. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, at Meow Misty Dawn, she is a porn star that now works for uh, Machinima, has a YouTube oh, yeah. channel, a bunch of stuff. But she was actually um, had a like a messy divorce, had hard trouble, you know, um, being in L.A. and having you know your life kind of flipped upside down on you, and actually moved in with Matt Cohen, and they're like, you know, two geeky friends living together like a damn sitcom. It's hilarious. <laughs> There's a bunch of YouTube videos called Matt and Missy Have No Friends. And just the two of them are amazing dorks. It's awesome. But yeah, they've been co-host, or she's been the co-host for a while now on a bunch of the episodes. Um, geek. Should we get a Should we get Anthony's um possible description on what an independent yes. comic book is? I think we have. That was a big discussion last night. What defines an independent comic? What defines an independent? Yeah, like yeah. we were talking about companies, and like we'd all say if we thought it was an independent company or not, you know? Dynamite, is that an independent? Honestly, I'm not really sure I read enough Dynamite books to say. I mean, I guess I'd probably still consider them like an indie company. They're just a big one. So then what's an indie company? <clears throat> uh, honestly, like if I had to like lock down like a, like a solid definition, I'd say anything that's not coming out of the big two. Yeah. Because we also mentioned, like, Image got brought up a lot, and we almost yeah. came to the conclusion that it's now a big three. I mean, it pretty much is a big three, but at the same time, books that come out of Image, if you, I mean, you take them a story, and you have an artist, and it's already written, and it's already done, all they're doing is publishing it for you. A lot of times, yeah. Image is just a publishing house that advertises their books that they publish, which, I mean, that's still indie. They're, uh, I mean, they're not a giant corporation. Another consensus, though, was, are yeah. you paying for it yourself? Mm, is yeah. that what defines independent? Are you paying for it yourself? Which would yeah. really, really narrow the field as far as what's really independent. Because then even yeah. all these smaller... Yeah, that gets yes. rid of Dynamite, IDW, Dark Horse, Image... Even Action um, Labs and companies like that. Yeah. You know, A lot it, of them, yeah. If they're putting up the publishing money, that, that wouldn't consider them independent anymore than if you're not paying for it. Because don't they pretty much run on the same system as the big two, just on a yeah. much smaller scale? What if you get to keep your character... 
Well, those are kind of con- contractual tidbits, right? Those are more yeah, like side notes. But I mean, that is a huge defining factor between what yeah. a lot of people consider an independent company and you know, like the big corporate companies. Yeah. You make something for Marvel, Marvel owns it. You make something for Image, Action Labs, Dynamite, Dark Horse, you could still end up, you know, being the full right owner of that character, and they're just publishing the book. I almost feel like it's like it became with alternative music back in the '90s, when and then it got to a point where like, well, what's alternative mean anymore? And it's, yeah. it was just like a general term for a certain kind of book that's not out of the big two and its own idea, an mm-hmm. original kind of idea. That independent and alternative kind of mean the same thing, it almost seems now, as far as comics, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, there's a lot of varied ways that, I mean, individual people label what is and isn't any book. Because, I mean, yeah, basically it used to be if it was big two, it was mainstream. And anything else that, I mean, indie book used to mean it was something that someone was printing out of their house or down at Kinko's. Yeah, totally. Those were the only independent comics. They were all black and white. They were all self-done, almost all self-published. And, you know, there were no other companies. And then, you know, you got the rise of Dark Horse and Image and all the other ones were, I mean, I'd still consider a lot of the stuff that they do are still very indie books. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They have a lot of advertising behind some of them. Yeah, like like just there's some cases like uh, Walking Dead. Is that consider? Can you really consider that an independent comic anymore? You know. Well, I mean, just if you take away the fact that Robert Kirkman has, you know, holds a position of image. Other than that, he's still just a guy that brought them a six-issue miniseries and said, "Hey, would you guys, you know, pay to publish this?" Yeah, I guess it's just economically taking that out of the equation too. Like, just because somebody's rich or a comics rich doesn't make it not independent, or does it? You know? yeah, I don't really think it has a fact that shouldn't really factor into whether or not the comic itself is an independent book. Like is Pulp Fiction an independent movie? By definition, most people would say it's it is. See, that is more contractual right? tidbits that Otto wouldn't even know about. Yeah. So I don't know. It's fun to talk about that. Talking about Tarantino there. I like that it's grown enough to the point where it is a bit of a blurred line. You know, there's so much creativity going on, and Kyle was mentioning last night how beautiful it is to see so much prosperity going on across the board. Like, you know, just all the friends we've made, and everybody's got so much going on in the past year. Huge year. Yeah, 2012 has been a crazy fucking year. Yeah, you know, it's... Especially, you talk about the big three, you know, it's called, we start, I mean, a lot of people are saying you're ready to start calling it the big four, and the fourth, you know, big four would be Kickstarter. I mean, that is one yeah. of the biggest publisher of comic yeah. books last year. Yeah. Especially if you just look at stuff that was paid for, even if it hasn't been produced yet. Yeah. Was that I mean, even the having... amount of money that has been paid to Kickstarter to get comics made is yeah. amazing if you look at how much money went through Kickstarter in 2012. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy how much can be in it made now. Yeah, it's... As I mean, you know, I was, I'm just still like, kind of disappointed even, even... I, I didn't get my books for my birthday, but I got books in the mail right now that I am so stoked to get. I Draw Comics is about to show up. Sullivan Sluggers is in the mail. Yeah, I what's, mean, that, what's that uh, I Draw Comic books? Uh, That's the one from uh, Ryan Stegman, the guy that just is taking over. He's Superior now the artist Spider-Man. on Superior Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, what's, what's, the book all what's the book supposed to be? Well, like, what's the book all about? It's literally like a primer for how to draw comics. Uh, it was uh, his his buddy Matt um, Morocco. I'm not sure if I got the name right. It's on the I Draw Comics Tumblr and their Kickstarter, but they they got together because Matt Morocco did one for uh, I Draw Cars. Yeah, and I it think... was literally just a book on this is how you draw cars. It was step by step process. He got together with Ryan and they did one that was I Draw Comics. 
and it's one of the what's one of those crazy Kickstarters where I think originally they wanted like nineteen grand, Ooh. and they ended up with some, you know, they ended up with some ungodly number by the end of it, just something insane. That's crazy. Because yeah, it was. Oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah, their goal, their original goal was ten thousand dollars. They got two hundred forty-five thousand eight hundred seventy dollars. What? For people backing them, six thousand four hundred sixty-six backers. What? Requested books from iDraw Comics Sketchbook and Reference Guide. That's crazy. Yeah, it was yeah. ginormous. Well, they should yeah, have expected the more. Day There's been buzz about the day, like, for how people long? were getting that in the mail. Like, so, yeah. like people have got that already, right? There's been yeah, they're, they're in the mail right now. They're yeah. all showing up to people. Yeah, and and the uh, I think Matt's the one actually running the iDraw. At I think it's at i underscore draw comics on twitter he's been retweeting anybody that gets their book and tweets it out that they received them nice yeah i've seen a lot of that going on lately yeah they've been showing up and yeah it's just him and ryan sat down and did a a sketchbook and reference guide of how to draw comics wicked and it's awesome like it looked i believe it's the size of like a moleskin and you know they did a couple different covers on it a bunch of different other stuff you could order on top of just getting the books themselves they did them in a the regular one is blue with red. It's got the little uh, like plastic strap around it, like the rubber band. Okay. And then it's got you know the the ribbon to mark your place in it. And the special edition ones that are black. Yeah, I'm waiting. I got two of them coming that are in uh, the regular blue. Nice. <laughs> Do you remember? He's uh... even saying what color. That makes me think there's more colors. Well, yeah, they did a blue color, which is the regular one. It's blue, and then it has red on the lettering and then they did like a special edition the dark side kickstarter which is double the price and it's all black nice sweet do you remember stan lee's how to draw comics the marvel way oh yeah still got yeah. it i used to have that that was a great movie it was uh That's a great movie who was in it movie oh there was a movie version of it oh oh you mean they did a video version of it? yeah like video yeah okay. and i don't it, think that was a movie i'm pretty sure it was a book yeah, no, they did a like a I video. I believe, um, off the top Jack of my head, Kirby? without actually looking at it, no, it was a Sal Jim... Buscema, I believe. Say again. Sal Buscema, I believe. Is that who it was sitting in the I video think with that's him? Actually, who did the book? Okay, there's one of the artists. There's an Adam Hughes video that I want to see, man. This video is just the artist sitting there with Stan Lee, like drawing it and stuff. It's awesome. The Adam Hughes YouTube videos are sick. Yeah, I'm sure I brought it up. His, um, I'm sure I brought them up 30 episodes ago, but I'm going to say it again. Yeah, they are awesome. Yeah. Like, if you actually watch him draw that Obi-Wan at a, at a con, it's unbelievable, man. What con was that? that? You haven't seen that? Yeah. I'm not sure if I've seen that one. I've watched a bunch of them. Watch, watch that. He draws uh, an Obi-Wan. It's dope, man. I love when they do that shit, like when Ken Lashley did the uh, Star Wars car at that charity, was it like a charity event or something? Oh, the one where the guys are all drawn in the car? Well, it, it, yeah, I think it was just him. Didn't he do, one, one car was just him, that he did the whole car in Star Wars. And it was for like a charity event or something. The one that has to do, because like his niece or something has something. I can't remember at all what that something is. But mm-hmm. something... I, I gotta apologize. It wasn't Sal Buscema? It's was John Bushima. Yeah, 
That's totally who it was. Yeah. All the real hardcore Marvel zombies are screaming at anybody <laughs> listening to this right now. What are you fucking idiots? John Buscema. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he was the one that sat down and did the video with Stan Lee, but I'm not sure about that. I know he was the one that did the book. I was like eight or nine years old. It was him. It was totally him in the movie. Can we do Because he's like, he's like heavy set with a beard, right? Could be. I think so. <laughs> at least then. So there, there could be people watching... Adam Hughes watch, uh, draw Obi-Wan. By who is this, Adam by Hughes? I don't know who uh, that is. cover artist that does... Uh, what's he on? I can't remember what he's on now, but just did uh, at the first six Batgirl. Tons of different books, yeah. yeah he's uh, okay. cover artist. He's, right. on he's one of the ones Ferris? that draws the sexy, sexy girls. Ferris? <laughs> is he, yeah, like, is he doing the Ferris covers? What's, um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think he's doing the covers for Ferris right now. Or at least that's... And yeah, I just Googled it, and yeah, that uh, if you just Google those two names, the videos come up on YouTube of how to draw comics the Marvel right. way. So, that is John doing the videos with Stan. It is, okay, yeah. An easy sure, edit for yeah. you could be to tell the people watching this right now, because it's about 15 minutes long, is to just start playing some uh, Binary Sunset, maybe? Why? On ukulele cover? Also in another window. What the hell are so you talking that, about right now? So that you don't have to edit. Do you need some juice or something? So <laughs> Where'd that come from? Get that from? boy a cup of tea, man. He's losing his mind. You just busted out of nowhere that we should start playing Binary Sunset now? Yeah. All right. Sure. Anybody out there? It's a great song. Open like... If you're on the PC, open another yeah. window. Yeah. Pull up Binary <laughs> Sunset. <laughs> all right and you hit play on that shit because you're, you're already oh, there we go watch, yeah you're already watching you're gonna, adam hughes you're gonna make me want to watch you're gonna make like, me want to oh you think they should yeah. someone should be doing that too yeah so you want people to I'm watch to adam hughes night, i'm trying to make their night for them okay now i'm lots of multitasking i'm taking the podcast oh my somewhere. god this is totally <laughs> multimedia yeah, he was doing Adam Hughes was doing Ferris covers. And I just pulled up Just Say Ah, which is his website. He's uh the artist on Doctor Manhattan, the Before Watchmen miniseries. Oh, okay. That's... I knew there was something else big that he had just gotten. Nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good time. So where are we at with Geek then? Uh, Geek is rolling along after um I ended up having to completely wipe my computer, which was oh. so much fun. Oh. Uh, reinstalled Photoshop, reinstalled all my brushes, realized I'd lost all my fonts, reinstalled all my presets, reinstalled all my hi-fi color for comic stuff on the disc, and basically started over from scratch. Um, I finally just, uh, I flatted the first five pages. I sent off page one to all the guys and got a response from two of the three, and they're all really happy with the, the I, I had sent it off, got some feedback, recolored it, and sent it back, and they're all happy with page one. So I'm taking the look of what I have on page one now and just moving forward with the rest of it, trying to catch up to Axel. I think he's on like page 11 or so now. And Sean Pasquale has uh, lettered like the first 15 pages. So we're what? finally trucking along. And yeah, it's, it's fun. And I made it easy on myself. I didn't reinstall any video games. I literally have installed just the stuff on my computer to do podcasts and color. <laughs> nice. That's all I have. So yeah, no, trying to limit my distractions. Already. Yeah, I got iTunes, Spotify, and Netflix, so I got nice. everything I need to sit here and fucking color. So when you're doing lettering on a digital comic, are you just like getting a like the copy of the comic and then typing in the letter fonts into the bubbles? Like, how does that work? No, most letterers actually do the bubbles. Oh, they add the bubbles to the art. Yeah. Yeah, they have to figure out where to place the word balloon, how to get the font, you know, what font they're going to use, you know, per comic. Because usually, I mean, a letterer. 
if that's like their main job, they'll go in and make a lot of decisions on lettering on what font looks good for this person, what font's going to work for, you know, thoughts, yep. what font's going to oh, work for word balloons. It's very, yeah, Sean, Sean has done some of the pages for geek already. And yeah, I mean, he makes a lot of decisions. Actually, I was, I was thinking about doing that. I haven't done it yet. I can do that right now. I have the JPEG of what the colors are going to look like for page one. So I can pull up our Dropbox and actually pull up the letters for page one and see what it's going to look like because I have access to those files. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Nice. Yeah, that shit's wicked, man. That would actually be nice. pretty interesting. It's got to be fun doing lettering, having to figure all that shit out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And especially, I mean, depending on who your artist is, a lot of people don't do um, like sound effects and stuff. They leave that up to the letterer. So, I mean, there's lots of stuff, depending on who's doing the letters, that they actually end up covering. Well, the tone's right. got to match the picture. It's yeah. got to. It's got to seem and it's like. It's weird learning right on. learning stuff when you're like drawing something, that's like a series. You know what I mean? No. What? Well, Anthony might. What do you mean, like one that's already going? Like, well, you know what I mean. Like, you start coloring stuff, and then you like kind of learn stuff. But you're like supposed to be drawing like a comic series, right? Like you're drawing geek. Yeah. But then you learn something, and you want to apply it. Yeah, see, that's going to be the problem because I'm, I'm, I mean, the goal, of course, would be that by the time I hit page 130, because that's what's been determined is going to be, it's going to be a 130-page graphic novel. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a fucking huge book. By the time I hit page 130, I should absolutely hate the coloring I did on page one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. If I don't, then I haven't learned anything, and there's a problem. But at the same yeah. time, I can't go back to page one and restart coloring. Yeah, you have to make yeah. it slight. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you want to you want to be learning the whole time. And I mean, yeah, hopefully, I mean, you know, if I'm lucky, if I can get caught up to Axel to where as I'm going and I'm learning stuff, I can maybe go back and have the time to do little tweaks here and there. Do you look back back at least, though? Like when you get like 10 pages in, are you going to look back to the first few and just make sure it seems kind of consistent? Yeah, well, with the style I'm going with, it's going to be very flat. There's not going to be like basically almost no airbrushing except for very uh, few highlights. And so it's going to be a real simplified coloring style. That's one of the ways that we're trying to speed up the book and get it done. Because, I mean, you know, the, the, the Kickstarter ended a while ago, and the goal is to get it to people, you know, as soon as possible at this point. So, I mean, we got I got to get these colors start, you know, start kicking them out. So, yeah, it's just yeah. It's something where, you know, I don't, we don't want a coloring style that's going to be, you know, too crazy. So I'm yeah trying to get it done as, as quickly as possible with a nice simplified style. So there shouldn't be too much to where i can go overboard which is what was the problem when i did the the when i sent the colors off to everybody on page one it's like yeah you just kind of rendered the hell out of it dude knock it off <laughs> we don't have time to do that for the whole book so you can't render the hell out of it so you got to go a little easier yeah yeah it makes sense totally because you do you have to you know if you have to find a groove that's going to fit the time frame and when they want that comic done yeah and sometimes when you're coloring it you're just, you're just already in there exactly you're already like in there coloring you might as well just like click the button and just go burp, burp, burp. Yeah, once I'd flatted those first five pages and went back, it's like, okay, now I can actually render page one. And I just kind of let myself go overboard. I was so happy to have my computer up and running and working again and just <laughs> going in there and like, oh, I installed all these brushes and I installed all this and that. And it's like, no, don't fucking touch any of that shit. <laughs> fucking gremlins, man. You got to keep the gremlins out of your fucking computer. They fuck your shit right up. Very true. I'm telling you, man. Fuck. So uh, for anyone who might be wondering who's listening to, why don't you give us a quick uh, overview again of what Geek is about, in fact, for anyone who's curious. Uh, what Geek is, and one of the best ways to learn this, is actually to go to geekcomicbook.com. 
we got its own it's got its own website now so geekcomicbook.com you can go in there and you can see we got the write up for each individual character under meek the geeks there's actually a group of uh characters that are uh, actually wait, i'm sorry meek the geeks is actually all of us that are working on the book the actual where's the characters right. at? under the story is character bios okay. um Geek is um, basically if you had some a bunch of different people that are specialized in different forms of geekery. Um, the main character Obi is the comic book. He knows everything about comics, and he ends up joining a crew of people that uh, include a guy named Halfstaff, who's um, all about <laughs> you know, role-playing games. Why is There's that name so? funny to me <laughs> i don't know there's a character That's named gaijin <laughs> who's all about everything anime and manga there's a quark who's the video game tech expert uh, a little frenchy dude named martini who's the film expert and it's uh the adventures of the men of geek or the characters of geek as they get together and battle the the evil forces of slick right. and basically just slick is you know your your creepy creepy men in black that have no personalities and they're just trying to destroy all everything good in the world. Nice. That sounds exciting. That sounds like uh, you're getting to throw a lot of different colors in there probably. Oh yeah. There's some awesome yeah. stuff. I mean, the, the first opening scene is Obi walking into Comic-Con. And so like literally flatting page two was about a four to five hour process. I think maybe Jesus. a little bit longer. Yeah. I can yeah, imagine. But... I can now I can imagine Anthony. Jeez. Yeah. Try, now try to I can out individual colors to, to have that many different things on one page. Yeah. It kind of drove me a little crazy. I think I, now... have, I have to switch it to black and white before handing I'm it in. I'm very happy. It all just magically turns into a comic book I can read. Cause I have That's no idea funnest. what you guys are fucking talking about. Yeah. Well, enjoy it. That's crazy. Well, you know, we always appreciate the effort. Have you read Fanboys vs. Zombies? You want to write? No, I haven't. You haven't? Have you heard of it? I've heard of it, yeah. I've seen a oh. bunch of... They did a, didn't they have... Um, I want to say Carlos Pacheco. That's wrong. Didn't they have uh, Humberto Ramos do the some of the promo art for him? I'm not sure, to be honest, but I have, I have the first two or three issues. I know they're way beyond that. I'm a few behind, but great fucking book. Um, really fun, fun book, and it's like full of colors. And it, basically, if some fanboys go to Comic Con, and then I was a zombie because it takes place at Comic Con, right? Yeah, and and there's a zombie outbreak at Comic Con, and it's brilliant because you got all these cosplay zombies, right? Nice. So you're seeing all these different people and all this various sci-fi or whatever cosplay, but they're all zombies. So it's like Doctor Who zombies and shit. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a yeah, really I just fun up book. Issue number one on Boom, and that first cover is uh, Humberto Ramos. Okay. The guy that did Crimson and just, you know, speaking of Kickstarter, just did a Fairy Quest, which my hardcover showed up in the mail a little bit ago, and it's fucking pretty as hell. Nice. So, uh, what are a few of the titles, indie titles you're kind of into right now, then? Uh, let's see. What am I reading out that's not big, too? Um, I actually just read the trade for. Um, Coming out of Image, if you consider that indie, it's um, the Strange Town of Luther Strode. Ooh. It was one I kind of I don't know why I stayed away from it, other than just maybe the title. And it's one of those books that, man, once you read it, the title is so perfect and works so well with the story. You can see why they couldn't have changed it. Okay. If they had, it would have it would have basically screwed it up. It's interesting enough that it would make me at least read the book if I had the chance, for sure. Yeah, and it's it's definitely it's definitely a good read. Yeah, sadly I actually just went and chopped the hell out of my pull list, just you know not having the funding to 
it's got to really be done sometimes. Extra money. Yeah, so I had to, had to cut back on a couple of books, but at the same time, I sadly had to go back and add a couple when I found out that certain stuff was coming out. They're restarting Nova. I've got every Nova book that's ever been printed, so it's nice. one of those ones that just on the collector side of it, i got to have them. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. went back. I own the entire original 1970s series of The Man Called Nova. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the talk of a completionist. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> See, I got that, and all the every time they restarted and canceled Nova, I've got it all, so I had to go back and add it. And then I just added um, uh, an independent book that I'm looking forward to called Helheim, which is coming out from, damn it, which company is that? Now I can't remember. That's interesting, Helheim. I'm not sure. Yeah, Helheim. I'm not sure. Damn it, I just read the article on... Uh, Comic Insider, I think. Should we apologize right now? For what? Um, my uh, camera. What do you mean your camera? Uh, Why? What's your camera last doing? Last night, my camera was underneath envelopes on my scanner. Oh yeah, that's completely off topic, but a good point. <laughs> we were talking to. Oh, yeah. We were <laughs> when we uh, skyped in with. Uh, Gabe of Human Comics last night, Sean thought his headphone set was on, but his computer had rebooted and went to default settings. So he was actually being recorded from his webcam, which was underneath several paper, papers and envelopes and such. Nice. And I was saying to him at the time on the podcast, I'm like, uh, dude, you sound like really far away. He's like, no, I got my headset on. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, man. Yeah. It doesn't sound right there. Was it not plugged in? I think you sent me home all... It just uh, went to default settings, so it wasn't his headset. So he's across the room and his webcam, which is... It had a bunch of papers and stuff sitting on top of it. Nice. So it just sounds all muffled and shit, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, here, I found it. Um, it was actually a news article on CBR, Comic Book Resources, um, from Robot 6. Colin Bunn and Joel Jones get brutal with Helheim. That's what I'm looking forward to. It's from Oni Press because um, I've been a huge fan of Joelle Jones because she's actually someone I hung out with back in high school. Dude, open she really? dated one of my best friends. She's actually the one that did um, the Dr. Horrible sing-along blog comics. Okay. A um, couple other books, Troublemaker, House of Night. Uh, I think both for Dark Horse is what it says in the article. But yeah, they're doing Helheim, and it's like this crazy-ass um, mix of Norse mythology and like Frankenstein. Jay's that's exactly what it makes me think too. Yeah. Jay's, <laughs> that's Jay's Wigan. looking, flipping through. Well, I'm gonna bring out. There's two things the, I need to ask you Jay's before we let you go. Now for, All right. Think for the first time. Uh, do you read Saga? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, I, the, I just I got the this moment trade. opened the book for the first time. Holy shit! Oh, lucky you, dude. You are in for a fucking treat. And uh, of course, I'm not gonna read it right now. But all of a sudden, yeah. I see. I already see a fairy with a head between her legs. And a dude with horror, oh, they're having some kind of fantasy baby, aren't they? Yep. Yeah, it's all about a baby and a family baby. on the run. Little baby. Yeah, I actually, I actually took the time. I went on Amazon and actually reviewed Saga nice. and did a write-up for it. It is, I, I found the easiest way to put it. It's basically Brian K. Vaughn sat down one day and said, you know, I want to write a Star Wars story. Totally. Uh, someone's already written Star Wars. I'm going to write something that fucking level. And he sat down and did. And in that first six-issue miniseries, you get a world the size of Star Wars. Okay, well, I got Volume 1 here, so... Uh... Yeah, that first, that $10 Volume 1 of Saga is one of the, probably the best deal that came out last year. 
It is the best bang for your buck of any comic book to hit the shelves in 2012. Well, yeah, like everyone when get, is... Like, when you get halfway through that and you're like, damn, that was good, but you and you like think you might want to stop, don't stop. Okay? It's it's awesome. It is a great book. And yeah, freaking Fiona Staples killing it. Killing <laughs> it on artwork. Yeah. The shit that she invents visually in that book is amazing. So There's far, an assassin in there at the time that's going to this... make you think Boba, shit, Boba Fett is nothing. He's yes. pathetic compared to the character she designs. Wicked. Yeah, I look forward to it. At the time of this recording, I think it's at eight. What? Eight books are out now? Uh, sounds about right. Yeah, I think Saga issue eight has actually hit the shelves. Everyone who's been on this podcast so far has raved about it. Everybody. Mm-hmm. It, it is an amazing book. Yeah, image image fucking clocked does, one out of the park with Saga. Make you I feel like this... I've orchestrated it that everyone's telling you to read Saga. Not really. Oh, wait, no, no. Uh, Eleven make... is up on... <laughs> Eleven is oh, up? Okay, it's for March. I'm sorry, that's for March. Okay. So Image just has the previews out. So um, yeah, um, January 16th, number 9, should be hitting the stands. 8 just came out December 19th. But yeah, they have the covers up for the next three. Yeah, I think there's even like a, just an ink stun on uh, Instagram. Maybe even pencils, I'm not sure. I oh, caught does, up to walk... Fiona popping stuff up on there on Instagram? Yeah, I think so. Actually, yeah, the, her artwork on this book is just beautiful. Yeah. Nice. I, I wasn't sure if that was like Instagram only or not, but I, I was caught up to sure. uh, I don't issue Facebook, 73 so. of Walking Dead, though. Pardon me? I've caught up to issue 73 of Walking Dead. Have you really? Yeah. Oh, so you haven't even started crying yet. I've come pretty fucking close. Oh, dude, you got tears ahead of you. What more you else got... is there for there to come? Uh, I telling you shit. Rick would have to <laughs> die for me to cry at this point, I think. Oh, no. No, no, no. Even there's, if Carl bit There's it, it's so fun. many ways that Kirkman's still going to fuck with you, you don't even know yet. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm not far off, though. I'm catching up, definitely. So I'm going to get there. And uh, where are but, they? Put it this way um, on the 11 o'clock uh, podcast, I believe two of the guys now have stopped reading the book after issue 100. Just because it's like, it's it just keeps pulling at your heartstrings, and Kirkman just keeps making you hate life. Really? Uh, he still Kirkman still has it a hundred issues in. He still has it in you to make you get angry at the book. He his writing is still getting physical reactions from people because their emotions are so fucked up from reading this comic. Really, I don't get any of that. I mean, I see how people could. Um, I've I don't know. I don't want to say I'm a hard soul or anything, but well, it's like I know on like it on really that... gets me thinking though. The book I really enjoy reading it because it gets me thinking like hardcore. I don't think oh, yeah. I, I really don't have as an emotional reaction as I do like a I will it'll be on my mind for days. I'll be like, okay, like one scene will happen and it just I'll yeah. keep going over and, it it and over it and over it. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Jason Wood on Eleven O'clock Comics he talked about he stopped reading the book after um you know, spoiler alert if you haven't got to the prison yet in the comic. Yeah. You know, at, at this point it's something that it's only only happened in the comic, it'll never happen in the show. Yeah. But in the comic, two small children died and are decapitated and their fucking heads come back to life. Yeah. It was creepy as shit. Well, at the time of reading that, Jason Wood was uh like a young parent. Like he had just had his first kid and that book creeped him out so much I think he said he stopped reading it at that point. And it's one of those things where People that got past that now have gotten to other things in the storyline that have made them stop reading it. And it's really, I mean, I just, I look at it, Kirkman just is a hell of a writer. He puts shit in those books that 
people are complaining and not reading the book because it got to them. Really? Which, you know, in, in a way it sucks, you know, it's not really hurting their sales, but Kirkman's having people that are stopping reading the book and then coming back years later because of how powerful the storytelling is. I, and then it's yeah. another thing that people are complaining is like, oh, well, it's just, you know, they meet this group and then something happens, then people die and then they move on. And then they meet another group and then something happens, people die and they move on. Well, what the fuck do you think would happen after the zombie apocalypse? Yeah. That is the world you live in. That's what I almost Rick and these feel people like, have to deal with. Yeah. It's going to be a rehash of some things sometimes because you know what? There's nothing else out there, man. It's assholes and zombies. That's what yeah. the world is filled with. I feel and like it's I their accept interaction it with make the story. In the book, you know, as they're accepting that this is just how life is now, I feel like I've gotten to that point with them in the book. You know? Yeah, I mean, there's only gonna, there's only so much that can really happen in a world like that where if you're not introducing other giant concepts like aliens showing up, which they did as a joke, but it was in there. I read the that. Aliens yeah. did show up in The Walking Dead. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was fucking jokes. <laughs> and, you know, one of my favorite boys, Ryan Otley, killed it on that issue. Had some oh, great yeah. fucking work. The superhero shit. Nice. I'm up yeah, to the I point. I signed up for those emails, man. Which emails? Um, Who's the dude that does the... The uh, artist emails. Like you get an email oh, like once a so week. The Chris Oatley dot com. Yeah. That one, what are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, he's got some good stuff on there. I enjoyed his last uh, podcast about how um, setting totally up to sketch once a day is a bad idea. There's better ways to go about trying to improve your artwork. Yeah. Makes sense for sure. You know what's funny? When I was in grade uh, six. Our art teacher, when, uh, we're in art class, art okay, and she had one of her former Mrs. Dawson. And uh, so they have uh, – she has a former student come in who's now a professional comic artist. And he comes nice. in, and she was always telling us, don't copy the books. Draw your own stuff. You should never just copy the books, right? Because <laughs> that's what all we were all doing was just copying, drawing covers and copying shit, right? Drawing fucking yeah. McFarlane and shit. I, that's all I did. It's John McFarlane. And then this guy came in and said the exact opposite one day. He was like, oh, fuck no. You just draw, draw, draw. Copy, copy, yeah. copy. Learn, learn, learn. Just keep on doing it as much as you can. And, you know, she was like, well, kind of, he was like, no, no. You don't tell them not to do that. Like, <laughs> do it. Draw. That's what ends up being, yeah, how a lot of people yeah. find their own style. You copy your favorite artist. You get, you know, that stuff into your head and into your hand. and then Like, how old are you in grade your six? Own you know? Yeah, we had, grade six. I mean, you're, that's really young. That's what, like 12, 13 yeah, or something? Yeah, you let kids copy. We had to do an art project in grade six where you like drew like a, drew a can in Miss Dossett's class. I remember that, yeah. And you had to crush it. Yeah. And like I got in so much trouble during that class but like rocked it on the drawing. Okay. <laughs> that could happen in yeah. something like art So class. I got to do that whole yeah. – I got to do that whole assignment like outside in the hallway by myself. <laughs> so it took Yes. They should just always put you in the yeah. hall. You would have done great. Lockers in and shit. <laughs> okay, one more question that uh, we've asked little, everyone else too. Little punk right. hall monitor. It's official that Marvel is getting Star Wars. Indeed. Now, uh, it's, I'm amazed that actually yeah. how 50-50 it is on people's opinions as to whether they're going to ignore canon or not. Are they going to wipe out everything Dark Horse has ever done, which also fucks with the novels because they're very entwined to the novels and the video games? Are they going to stick with that, or are they going to do? Are they going to continue it, 
maybe hire the same artists from Dark Horse, or do you think they're going to wipe the slate clean? Um, I don't know about hiring the same artists. I could see that. I mean, that's definitely going to be an option where Marvel will be have be able to say, "Hey, now we have these books. You guys have been drawing them. We could bring you over if you want to move your contract from Dark Horse to us." I could definitely. Say, I mean, it would be smart for them to do that. I mean, have they said whether or not they're going to do anything with Canon? Have they actually no. made a pro? All they've no. said is that the licensing is moving, right? Yeah, they said they're not going to renew their contract and get, they're going to give it to Marvel yeah. at the end you'll of 2014. You'll probably see a lot. You'll probably see a lot of pencils move over. That's why you see. see some, uh, you'll probably see a lot. Of yeah, it does. It makes sense. There's there's no reason yeah. unless there's specific yeah. artists that have had trouble with you know the people that are going to be running it at Marvel that they don't want to work with. Which I mean, it, it happens. Certain people rub other people the wrong way, and you just you can't work together. So yeah. other than that, if there's anybody that's working on the Star Wars books now that has a problem with editorial at Marvel, I could see that being an issue. But other than that, I see no reason why they wouldn't bring everybody over that they can. That you know they have you know there'll be a you know a huge round of contact negotiations. But I mean, there's there's really no reason that Star Wars at Marvel should start over. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, I agree. That's I mean. Right. It, it doesn't help Disney at all to say that the Dark Horse books never happened. Yeah, because they entwine I mean, with the novels and the video games too. Indeed, yeah, it's all it's all the expanded universe. Yeah, I mean, that's already gonna make money. Yeah, they would exactly. have to literally wipe out the entire EU. Yeah. Yeah, and which it makes no sense. How does that make Disney money for them to say no? Nothing else is canon, only the yeah. movies. What? That doesn't help them. Like what Mickey's God is better. Yeah, the only thing the EU the, the EU was the only thing that got Star Wars through twenty years without another movie. Yeah, I mean it just it, it kept expanding and making the, the if they didn't, fan base if they and didn't everything keep wider. Doing stuff, those three movies would have just sat there in the seventies, and nothing would have happened. Mm. You know what I mean? So and toys. It's crazy. So uh, you can catch Mr. Anthony Bachman on Twitter at Anthony Bachman. He is a co-host with Mr. Calling Addington of the uh, the Next Element podcast, which can be found on the Junk Food Podcast Network. Anthony, thank you, as usual, brother, for hanging out. Yeah, uh, dude, also, thanks, happy man. very shortly belated birthday. Indeed. Yesterday yeah, was fun. Man. Holy shit, I'm 35. <laughs> yeah, crazy, eh? You had a, a good time? Indeed. It was a pretty good day. My boys took me out to Tacanos and stuffed me full of meat. Nice. It was good. Yar. Yar. Brazilian barbecue, man. Good shit. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, man. We really appreciate it, yeah? Thanks for having me. It was fun, guys. Good yeah. Good luck with Geek, and uh, keep us appraised. Indeed. Geekcomicbook.com. Check it out, people. Cool. Send me a sneak peek. <laughs> All right, hey. man. That was, that was excellent. I trade you. This is uh, – I'm going to take my time on this because I'm going to have like four podcasts in one, so I got a lot of cutting to do. So this won't be out for at least like a week. That's going to take you a while if you got to put four of them into one. Yeah, so – but it's going to be yeah. fun and good times. Dude, it's but, like uh, the Fan Expo for you, man. What do you, oh, that was intense. Well, this is pretty much what that's going to be. Edited, how much edited – That was four hours. You had four That was hours. way more than that. I had like eight – no, I had 14 accumulated hours of recording or something insane. What? Yeah. No, I had my phone on record for three, four days straight. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. I was going to the car to recharge it because I was doing so much podcasting. <laughs> and I cut that down into what was like a two-hour Fan Expo special. I was going to say, yeah, that wasn't even that like – it well, wasn't like, even oh, like yeah. a super long episode. It was only it's like two hours, right? Even put best when, of the best, it, man. You didn't even put when Aaron and yeah. I got there. 
Well, uh, some stuff didn't turn out. Some was yeah, crap. Yeah, yeah. Some I, so had I to totally fix understood up. that as soon yeah. as I walked up onto the hill there and a lot of work. But, we uh, had that free beer. <laughs> Well, Damn. we're gonna be so prepared for next time. I've learned, I've worked out so many glitches that when we're at Comic Con in March, it's gonna sound fucking great. Mm. Nice. Yeah, that's gonna be good times. All right, it's getting kind of late here, so it's. Uh, I'm hoping it's. I wonder if Anthony. We still got to talk to Kingdom if he's around too. So. Yeah. I'm gonna start texting him. Or but uh, yeah. go enjoy Hopefully your color, you sir. And, yeah. Uh... The two Tonys. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you soon, man. Have a good night, guys. All right, take Later. it easy. Hi, this is Anthony Redgazer, and I'm the writer of the comic book The First Hero, coming out from Action Lab. You are listening to an Elegant Weapon podcast. You're obviously a very smart person. Uh, you pay, you've been paying a price for a long time working on this comic book, and it sounds like it's coming to fruition, yeah? Yes, finally. Oh Man, my God. I can't I believe can't. how much work you've put into this. Uh, <laughs> neither can I, but, you know, I mean, unless you're a Kardashian, nothing good comes to you without some effort. <laughs> it could have been so much easier if you'd just made that tape, eh? I have the big ass. Yeah, absolutely, man. You got the yeah. dunk a dunk going on, right? <laughs> um, Action Labs. Uh, Action Lab, yeah, Action Lab Entertainment. Uh, there's a cat by the name of Dave Dwanch uh-huh. who's in charge of their creative. Hey, are you recording? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> you didn't say that. No, Sorry, sorry. Um, my Skype recorder that. automatically records whenever I make a Skype call. That's how I got it set up. Way to go, professional. Hey, we're getting uh, there, you know. <laughs> uh, Dave Dwanch um, got our got my submission, and uh, oh, that sounds kinky. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and got back to me the next day to say, hey, look, we're we're interested. We want more information. So you, you know, I, I went to uh, I went to New York Comic Con. And uh, I don't know uh, how how much etiquette there is in me telling you who I submitted to at Comic Con, but especially right, right. now that I, I got a deal in place somewhere else. Um, but um, spoke to seven, no five. Spoke to five publishers there, and a couple more afterwards, and uh, didn't hear back from anybody. Uh, I mean, I'm sure in some cases it's a matter of just getting swamped with submissions. And in some cases it's a matter of uh, people not being as intelligent as Dave Dwanch. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, didn't really hear back from anybody else. And Action Lab, uh, Action Lab jumped on it. Action Lab, uh, you know, saw it and said yes so you know i'm i'm always going to be grateful to dave Dwanch for uh taking the time to look at it and 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 championing uh the book with uh, his fellow editorial staff absolutely uh they had some success with what was it double jumpers i think was the book 
double jumpers, fracture, and uh, they got a Eisner nomination last year for uh, Princeless. They're uh, they're all ages uh, girl, uh, well heroin led uh, uh, fantasy comic. You know why wait for a prince to save you? Save yourself. So yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's cool. And um, uh, now they're doing. Uh, they're doing a book with the NFL. They're actually, as uh, right now, they've been this week. They've been getting their trade paperback ready to go to the Super Bowl. Wow! And they're yeah, they're setting up at the Super Bowl, a, a pavilion at the Super Bowl. And then um, uh, Jamal Eigel, who has been uh, kicking around the business as as a really talented penciler for almost twenty years now, uh, he kickstarted. Uh, his um, girl superhero book, Molly Danger, last year to great success. And uh, Action Lab is the, uh, the going to be the publisher. Um, that's really exciting. Anthony Bachman, his podcast, The Next Element, mm-hmm. they uh, they actually had those guys from Action Labs on early, uh, early in their run, a couple episodes in. Oh, very good. Yeah, and they were talking about Fracture and all that stuff was going on then. And uh, they seem like really good guys who like, you know, passionate about their company and what they do. Sounds like a good home to be at, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they're the the company I think is going to break out this year. I mean, with with the NFL book and with uh, Molly Danger and, you know, dare I say, with... Uh, the first hero <laughs> and uh, I know they've got almost two dozen titles on their uh, on their slate for for this year uh, I think that they are uh, the team the you know the group that's gonna uh, make waves and, and get noticed this year. So. That's uh, there's a lot of buzz going on. People people really appreciate that company. Um, as far as the book itself, the first hero. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, why don't you tell little people about it a little? Uh well it's uh it's about a gerbil in the gay porn industry no uh, it's um hey write what you know right it's like, oh, 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 oh. Uh, that backfired on me uh, oh lemmy winks uh <laughs> um basically the premise for the book is uh, it's a world where everybody who gets superpowers goes criminally or clinically insane and then one guy doesn't and uh, you know he's got a he's got a bit of a hero complex so he uh, he gets drawn into the you know this world of, of uh, extra human villainy and he wants to do something about it you know that so, sounds like an awesome idea. That's it really does. Like, it is now. <laughs> I just can I manage not to screw up a great premise and get four uh, four issues out of it. So I think I have. I actually earlier this week I was. Uh, it was originally going to be five issues. The first story arc was going to be five issues, and uh, and then I uh, there was a flash forward that took up most of the first issue, and I said, you know, screw that. I I cut it out. Right. So I cut it down to four issues with uh, a prologue, a six-page prologue. And the prologue is actually available on my website, redgazer.com, right now. If you click on the uh, 16 hectares logo, look, I'm plugging. Uh, <laughs> plug, plug away. You, you, can, you can read the, uh, what will end up being the prologue to the, uh, to the book. Oh, cool. Um, 
so I, I cut it down to to the four issues in the prologue and and um, earlier this week, you know, with the deal with the deal coming together, it's like oh. It's time for a much more critical reread of the script because script's been ready for a while. Yeah, a long time, man. And the last thing you want to do is read it and reread it and obsess over it and change things constantly. And you're going to get sick of your own material. Yeah, you got to have faith in what you've done, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I went and reread it. And there was there was stuff that at the time I wrote it was nagging me. It was like, this this could be better. And I went back and I reread it. And I decided, well, if it's going to be better, it has to be better now, because this is now the first issue, and Valentine uh, Valentine Delandro, my artist, is going to start work on this. So it's not like I can, not like I can wait around on. on yeah, it's got to. You got to get this thing rolling now. Yeah. So I I had to rethink and 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 rewrote um, ten pages of the first issue. Uh, some of it just for dialogue, uh, some of it adjusting some, uh, some content because I, I realized that there was a fight scene that was maybe a little too gory. Too gory. Yeah. (sighs) You know, I'm, I'm setting a tone for the comic and, uh, you know, some of the violence was a little, a little too much. It was a little like reading an, ep- an issue of Preacher. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. You were just getting a little ahead of yourself in the hardcore? <laughs> punches the guy in the ribs, the ribs come out the other side of his body. What? <laughs> I just, I was trying to remember who I was mad at the day I wrote <laughs> Who pissed me off that day? Yeah, so... <laughs> so I, I, I rewrote about 10 pages of the first script, and now I'm, you know, very, very happy with it. Awesome. And, uh, um, you know, we're going to, we're, we're getting pencils underway because if we want this thing to debut in, uh, in San Diego, we got to get, you get the ball rolling. Yeah, man. Things are coming up. I'm supposed to be heading out there myself this year with, uh, Sean Nixon. Oh, very good. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> I'll take so. it to, uh, I'll tell you, there's a, there's a, I'm going to preface this just so it doesn't turn into a, another unfortunate gay joke. Uh, there's, <laughs> there was a bar. I went to San Diego to the convention four years in a row, 93, 94, 95, 96. Oh, crazy. And, uh, and I've, I've, I've probably told this before and probably told it on this show. Um, it was just as the, just as the convention was really exploding. I think in those years it went from 35,000 to 50,000 people and everybody was saying, Oh, I can't get bigger than this. And now it's. <laughs> a million people here, but uh, there is a there at at that point, anyways. There there was a, a restaurant in the gas lamp quarter called Dick's Last Resort. I think I know that. That sounds yeah. familiar. There's it's a small chain. Okay, but yeah. It's 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 one of those places where, at least in those days, the worse you act, the better they treat you. <laughs> and they come. Come be an idiot at our restaurant. So uh, we we I went there for, and also the food was great because I I like food served out of a big metal bucket. It was okay. Like every, yeah. Everything came in a you got a bucket of fries. It came in a champagne. <laughs> Here's bucket. your bucket and ladle. Have fun. Yeah. Uh, 
So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll we'll hit up Dick's Last Resort. There were a few really great places in San Diego back then. The gas lamp, if you've if if anybody's ever been to San Diego, they'll they'll know the gas lamp is the the entertainment district. Okay. And back in the mid '90s, there were a few places. There was Croce's, which was owned by the family of uh, Jim Croce, singer from the '70s. Oh, really? I'm a big fan of him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, there were, and that was, I think that was mostly like uh, jazz and blues restaurant. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. There was a place, and you got to understand how much this stuff has stuck in my mind for for us to be literally, you know, 20 years later. I'm telling you about restaurants in San Diego <laughs> in '93. There was a place, the first place I ever saw that offered uh, fish tacos. It was a place called Rubio's, and big neon sign in the window that's just, and all it read was fish tacos yeah that's something that piques our curiosity as canadians eh we're not used to that kind of we don't, we don't really have that here you it hear about it and you're like hear about how good they are i'm not i'm not indulging in a fish taco at that at that point, <laughs> anyways at that point i was not indulging in a fish taco <laughs> and it might be different now you know i'm I'm single and lonely. <laughs> I may go that far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's exciting, man. Uh, we were just because uh, uh, I think I, I think I was telling you before you're actually part four on this uh, independent comic special we're putting together here. Okay. And uh, I will accept this. Just well, hey, we're closing the show with the Big Bang. That's the plan here, right? Big Bang Theory is one of the most awful TV shows. <laughs> ever seen i mean i don't know why i this is non-sequitur here i don't know why i watch it but i watch it every week yeah and it's created by chuck Lorre, the guy who created two and a half men (laughs) and two and a half men i wouldn't wipe my ass with that show agreed it's so horrible and big bang theory is just as horrible but they pander to me with a few words. Right? They <laughs> pander. They pander to me because you know the MacGuffin of the episode is a comic book <laughs> and not uh, I don't know Charlie's yeah. box of condoms or whatever. Absolutely. The hell oh, look, use. he grabbed a lightsaber. I'll watch this show. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I, I I I despise the show and yet I watch it weekly because you know I'm never. Never be fooled that I'm not as big an idiot as anybody else. I just well, hey, if you're gonna fall into something, at least of all the crap that's out there nowadays, at least it's something that's at least in the vein of our interests. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's pandering. It's it's the same crap as always. Yeah. It's just they're pandering, and soon enough, uh, two of the characters will adopt a baby <laughs> or. Yeah. Someone's cousin will come to stay. We're getting close to the shark. You're saying the shark's yeah. starting to swim in. Are you kidding? Oh, the shark is, the shark is behind us. <laughs> We're, if time is linear, the shark is behind us. Nice. <laughs> um, I was saying that though. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Oh before, come but... on, you dirty hippie. Hey, get used to it. If you, jeez, this has got to be the during this the course of this podcast, which is like four sessions long, is yeah. uh, yeah, this was probably the seventh or eighth dube that's going on. Oh, Jesus Christ! Something's got to keep me talking, man. I'm a, 
Um, but yeah, so uh, <laughs> but what we've been all talking about is how in the past little while, you know, with, with Twitter and the whole you know community, we've met a lot of people who are doing a lot of their own projects, and just mm-hmm. it seems in the past couple months. People are exploding. I don't know if it's because I've met more people, so it feels like things are more prosperous for them. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just in the past, like you know, a little while, I hear you get picked up by Action Lab. Uh, another friend of mine doing a book. He, his book just got picked up by Diamond. They're gonna distribute it for him. You know, just oh, like very good. yeah, there's a that's Human Comic actually. Uh, I've been tweeting about. It. I don't know if you've noticed. Uh, Gabe Smith, writer and creator, but uh, it's a good comic, and he was smart. He put his first issue out online for free. Yeah, and he just get you know here's the digital code and uh, you know here's the newsletter, read it, think what you you know see what you think. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's counterintuitive and yet it's it's the way that uh, the meme is evolving. And I, I remember when I first started putting First Hero together, uh, Ty Templeton, who's been yeah. uh, a, a great friend and mentor to me. Uh, Ty said, just get your stuff out there, get your stuff out there, you know? And uh, at that point I was thinking, okay, why would I, and this is three, four years ago. So, you know, when the internet was young, uh, (laughs) why would I, why would I put it online for free? Who's going to pay for it if they've seen it for free? And now look at the number of, uh, web comics who have, and I think this is, I think this is a decent gauge of popularity. Strangely enough, is uh, web comics like uh, Johnny Wander, and uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, Plume, yeah. And people who have, you know, their stuff has been online for free, and uh, I get, you know, Order of the Stick is probably the, you know, that's the that's the flag bearer for this. Uh, Penny Arcade and other, you you put your stuff online for free and then you you, you go to collect them in a print, uh, a print format, and and people you know your your fans come out of the woodwork. Um, yeah. I think I'm trying to do this without looking at it, looking it up online, even though looking it up would take me like all of five seconds. <laughs> uh, Johnny Wander. Uh, they got something like uh, 700% of what they're, seven times what they were initially looking for on Kickstarter uh, for their... It's crazy when that happens. I've heard of that a few times, yeah. Fantastic. Okay, now I'm giving in and I'm looking it up. Um, but it, I, I, I think it's amazing. It's it's your fans saying, listen, we, we appreciate what you've given us and... Uh, and you know we we want it. We want a we want a print version of it. We want to. Yeah, you know, it's it's amazing. So yeah, people aren't going to support something they're not familiar with if it's something they know and like. Sure, they're going to be willing to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I mean, for me, I'm going to be. Uh, and in those days, the problem in those you know three four years ago talking about oh get it online get it online because i didn't have art i didn't have i didn't have art to show anybody so it wasn't like i could i could just you know throw yeah. it up online and 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 oh yeah get used to this because 
you know, uh, early on, Lee Motor was my artist, and Lee's a working artist. I mean, Lee's been the last few years he's been working on, you know, Dragon Prince and and Shinku, and so it's not, you know, you know, we tried, but it's not like we could. I could just snap my fingers, and Lee had time to draw eight pages. You well, know? yeah, you're talking, you just, as you said too, like you know, how many years ago, and yeah. even though you had the internet, you didn't have things like Twitter. You know, and Kickstarter, which just changes everything. Whole yeah. game changer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, now with uh, with Valentine and, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm lucky because the, you know, as, as far as the industry is concerned, I'm I'm some idiot out of nowhere uh, with one good idea and maybe I never have another. But I, <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time, right? <laughs> no, it it wouldn't. And uh, you know, as an aside, uh, Jim Zubkovich, who who writes Skull Kickers, uh, wrote a great column uh, a couple of weeks ago, a week and a half or so ago, up, uh, on his website about uh, why is it so hard for writers to break in. And one of the reasons is, you know, if you're an editor at Marvel and you're in charge of six books or something, you know, four books, six books. It's your job to get those books out on time. You got to deal with the creative teams for all those books. And, you know, you have somebody come along and he's got a great idea for a story. Great idea. You know, here, read this and wow, that's fantastic. Okay. So you got this kid with a great idea. You don't know whether he can turn it into a full script. You don't know what he'd be like to work with. You don't know if going forward, this is somebody who can meet a deadline, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're concerned, if your job is to make sure <laughs> four or five, six books come out on time every month and you've got somebody untested, completely untested, who might be a diamond in the rough, might be fantastic, but you don't know versus a guy who's been pumping out, you know, two, three scripts a month or oh, you know, yeah. helping out his work monthly for the past 10 years. Yeah. Uh, who are you going to go with? Of course. Dependability, yeah. reliability. Yeah. It's it's just being smart. Oh, uh, and here are the figures on Johnny Wander for you. Okay. Uh, they uh, Their original funding goal was $9,000. They raised seventy one thousand two hundred and seventy six. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That's like wow. <laughs> that is it's it's nearly eight hundred, just shy of eight hundred percent of their funding goal. Their that's original. That's fantastic. Goal. That's yeah, uh... so that's and then uh, and then you've got uh, the um, the cats from the Order of the Stick. Who uh, their original funding goal was uh, was ambitious. Anyways, it was fifty seven thousand seven hundred and fifty. They had set it at. They raised one and a quarter million. Jesus. So their funding goal, their their drive, ended up almost twenty two hundred percent. That's insane. Yeah. Hey, you know what? How you know how much more badass this makes you sound though? Because you did this all this shit without Kickstarter. Oh, screw that. Kickstarters are coming. <laughs> Kickstarters are coming. Okay, because we're Canadian, yeah. Um, I can't use Kickstarter. 
Well, what's the deal? Okay, I've heard you so, say this before, but we've investigated, and it. So what? We can donate, but we can't. Investigated, sir. Let me tell you. Okay. You're 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 a shitty cop if this is your investigation. Set it straight for me. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kickstarter uses uh, Amazon payments as, as their funding conduit. Okay. Okay. So if you have an Amazon, you can have an Amazon.com account from anywhere in the world. Probably not China, but, you know, they're oppressive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but from virtually anywhere in the world, you can have an Amazon.com account. Uh, so your payments are being made through your Amazon.com account. Now, to start a Kickstarter project, Amazon payments will only send money to an American bank account. Uh, This is basically, it's Amazon.com, not Amazon.ca. So to to start a Kickstarter project, you need to have uh, an American bank account, and you need to have, I believe, and you know what, I'm on the website, so why don't I hit the FAQ here? Uh, you need to have a uh, social security number. Okay. So, because you're going to have to pay taxes on the money. It's considered income. Uh, So, let's see, guidelines. There we go. Um, So, they've just opened Kickstarter up to projects from the UK. You know, they got all their, they got all their blah, blah, blah in line all their ducks in a row right for uh okay um now the problem with canada and and this is what pisses me off about kickstarter is i in a reasonably high profile internet way ask them uh point blank why you can't have canadian kickstarter projects and when is that going to change and never received an answer i had to do uh a little minor Googling to get the right answer. Uh The right answer is there are aspects of how Kickstarter does their funding that are illegal in Canada. Wow. Yeah. Really? And it's not a matter. It's not an, it's not illegal in the way that, you know, uh, the law says and fuck Kickstarter. It's it's just, that would be awesome if, if I I were a politician, that's how I'd write my laws. Um, uh, excuse me. That's how I'd write my bills that I would hope would become laws. There you go. Because I grew up on, on schoolhouse rock. So I know the difference. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's a matter of waiting for it's it, it's aspects of crowdfunding that are uh, that are not uh, permitted in Canada. So uh, my problem with Kickstarter is, hey, listen, why wouldn't you just write that and put it on your website so that people would stop hating yeah. it? So that's that's just you know because all the while we can donate, right? Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they'll take our money, but they won't let us earn the money. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Like a bad hooker, they'll take our money, but we can't kiss them. It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's probably stupid UFC type rules too. The same reason we didn't, you know, MMA was illegal. Some old school bullshit red tape or something. Yeah. Uh, FAQs. Here we go. 
Um, but um, yeah, it, it's just uh, uh, hold on, let me uh, something I need to fix. <laughs> uh, yeah, here we go. Um, to be eligible to start a Kickstarter, I'm reading this right off their uh, website FAQs. To be eligible to start a Kickstarter project as a U.S. creator, you need to meet the following requirements. You are 18 years of age or older. You are a permanent U.S. resident with a social security number mm. or EIN. Uh, you have a U.S. address, U.S. bank account, and U.S. issued uh, U.S. state-issued ID. You have a major U.S. credit card or debit card. So, uh, yeah, you have to be a permanent U.S. resident. I, you know, I'm, I'm not that. Now, now we've spoken about Kickstarter for five minutes. <laughs> well, I'm glad we finally got that cleared up, though. We've talked about it a lot in the past. Oh, yeah. We debated it. There you go. So, yeah, F so. Kickstarter. F, yeah. F them in the A, I say. <laughs> Except I'm for sure. our really, really close friends who we like to support and have been supported on this show. Yeah. Now, so there is another website. Uh, another, there are other crowdfunding websites, and probably the number two website is Indiegogo. Now, uh, the difference between Kickstarter and Indiegogo is the difference between the WWE and TNA. <laughs> now I'm making a reference that people have to, if they're not wrestling fans, they gotta. We got a few wrestling fans who listen. I'm so, pretty sure. Anyways, so I was like, you're number two, but there's there's a drop off. Yeah. And this is not to disparage, uh, you know, this is not to disparage Indiegogo in any way. Because Indiegogo is how John Chipman, the director of my film, raised money for the editing process of the documentary. I'm, yeah. I'm already grateful. To when the it. hell is that coming out? What's going uh, on with that? The, uh, the actual editing process, the serious editing process starts this week. So we're looking at, uh, we're, we're trying, they're trying to get a cut together for April. So they can uh, enter it into the TIFF, which is all I want out of this. I That'd want, be amazing. I want to be at the TIFF. Want to be at the For TIFF. anybody so, listening right now who's not sure what I'm talking about, our friend Anthony here, he's a bit of what I like to consider a renaissance man. Uh, he's had his toe in a little bit of everything. Um, part of... Including his... your mother! Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Well, bam! Yeah, um... He's a little involved in the wrestling community, especially here in Toronto, and uh, his struggles, rises, triumphs, and falls have all been documented in a coming documentary. It's just called Kingdom, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you'll hear him mostly these days going by Anthony Rutgazer because, I don't know, he's trying to be all on the up and up or something. But you may That's also like recognize him as Anthony Kingdom James. Parents gave me a name. I might as well use it a little. Uh, it's a cool name, though, man. <laughs> Rutgazer? Yeah. You know, because it's like, what the hell? You kind of think, oh, maybe he's German. And then you see you and you're like, oh, he's a giant black man. Um, <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> but uh, back to <laughs> you, Dick. Uh, back to Indiegogo. Yeah. So um, Indiegogo is, is is open to it's they call themselves the international crowdfunding source. So, hey. so uh, I'm putting um, a. Uh, campaign together i've been feverishly writing out the rewards and now i'm collecting names from uh from from some creators who to provide some of the high-end uh rewards um which i'll talk about in a sec but um probably the first week of march the either the fifth or the sixth of march uh, i'll be launching 
the uh, Indiegogo fundraiser for the first hero, and then uh, Toronto Comic Con, the uh, the uh, Hobby Star version of Comic Con is in March. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, tenth and ninth and tenth or tenth and eleventh. Yeah, we have a booth. Oh, you have a booth. Yeah, we have a booth. So uh, I figured you... you'd be running around stocking next generation. <laughs> well, you know that'll go on too. But yeah, uh, yeah no, us and a, a friend, uh, another friend from the media junk food empire, Sparkle mm. Girl Jen. She's oh. like a nerd crafty girl. She has a table every year, mm-hmm. and this year we went in kind of splitsies because you know we don't need a whole table. But uh, we're going to kind of take a bit of her table just so we can sit and talk and podcast, have some prints and some flyers and this and that. Very good. So, yeah, you'll have to drop by our table. And, uh, Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Well, I'll be I'll be there uh, feverishly flyering the crowd, uh, trying to uh, drum up interest in the – the, uh, I see. Now, I, I want to <laughs> say Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> because that's ingrained. Hey, listen, if you're selling something on, on – quibits.com people are still gonna say ebay to you yeah um, i'm ebay ebay is now the verb i'm ebaying something on quibits.com well this is kind of opposite <laughs> kickstarter was a name before they started using it as an official name you'd say well, yeah, like i have a, a kickstarter fund right kicks no 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 it's sure? I mean, kick, kickstart kickstart is a is a word it's in the lexicon but yeah. It got uh, it got appropriated. Uh, Definitely, that's what I'm it's, saying. Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. It's, it's it's smart marketing. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, it's like Apple calling uh, calling their video calls FaceTime. Yeah. You know, you it was already a word in the lexicon. You got I need some FaceTime with somebody. Definitely. So just well using done. the word the letter I has been like revolutionary for them. You know. Oh. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we're gonna. We're gonna get an Indiegogo fundraiser together and raise some cash for the. Uh, not for me. I listen, man. Indie comics, eh, you know, creator-owned stuff. Uh, it's, oh, it costs money to make, man. Yeah, for sure. You know, you're thin. So I don't know if I'll ever. Well, I shouldn't say ever. I don't know. I I won't immediately be making a dime off of this book. You know, long but long run, it's it's the first step towards something. So it has to happen. Dude, it's a major achievement, and it's been a dream of yours for a long time. Oh. And I'm really, really fucking happy that this finally yeah. happened for you, man. I am. Thank you, thank you. But the the Indiegogo will raise money for the the creative team and for for the lawyers and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, a lot of it will actually. It, here here's the thing about uh, an Indiegogo or a Kickstarter project is uh, depending on what you're doing. The money is it, – it, it's really a pre-sale uh, for whatever you're putting out. So for something like this, if – for us, I, you know, the goal is to raise some money for behind-the-scenes stuff. You have to temper that with the fact that the the rewards you're sending out are also eating money. So if mm-hmm. uh, if you if your cost is – Say you know we're doing the trade paperback as part of this, so that'll be the major focus of the uh, of the Indiegogo. Will right. be the trade paperback. If the trade paperback costs you, if printing and shipping cost you X, and you uh, you set your reward level at two X, 
then you're basically saying that half the money you raise is going to reward fulfillment. So you have to make, so if X is reward fulfillment, you have to make sure that that equal amount of X pays for everything else that you want that money to do. Of course, it takes money to make money, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's actual uh, basic math. (laughs) (laughs) Don't start confusing people on this show with math, sir. (laughs) I ain't never going to need math when I graduate high school. Well, yeah, you kind (laughs) of All right, man. Well, I think uh, this tacked on is going to bring our ultimate indie special up to about a three-hour podcast. Oh, crap. So, uh, yeah. But, no, it's super cool. It's uh, it's going to be a big kind of epic thing. People can listen to it in chunks or all at once if they want. It's uh, it's good time. So, uh, quickly, plug, uh, plug anything you want to plug. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you how to get a hold. If you want to see the preview uh, preview pages for the comic – Go to rutgazer.com, click on the 16 hectares logo on the right-hand side, or you could just go to rutgazer.com slash comics.php. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at arutgazer, which is A-R-U-T-T-G-A-I-Z-E-R, or if you're an American listening to this, Z-E-R. <laughs> Filthy Americans. Uh <laughs> <Filthy>. <laughs> What? Where? Oh, and and of course, I I gotta throw in uh, plugs for uh, my creative team, Valentine Delandro. Uh, my colorist is uh, Jamar Nicholas, and my letters in production are being done by KT Smith. All of them you can find on Twitter if you look through uh, through my list of of uh, people I'm following. They're they're it's good people. And uh, Action Lab, Action Lab Entertainment. Go to actionlabcomics.com. And uh, first issue is coming out. We're we're uh, aiming for mid July for uh, for San Diego, and then uh, we will apparently wink wink nudge nudge be <laughs> at uh, Fan Expo Canada in August. Uh, we will be first hero will be uh, at the uh, end the interior end of the Silver Snail Isle. Oh, you already got that all set up, eh? Oh, as soon as the deal was offered to me, I went to George Zotti and said, uh, anybody called dibs on it yet? And he said no. And I just grabbed him by the lapels and I said, dibs, mother. Yeah, last year was who? uh, Bad uh, Kids Go to Hell and... The Nerd uh, Mafia, I think? The Nerd Mafia, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, We're hoping, we're going to try and snag a booth definitely for that one too. We're going to see if we can even maybe get our hands on some press passes. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> listen, between San Diego and Fan Expo Canada, those are those are obviously the two biggest conventions for it might be the two biggest conventions in North America right now. Uh you know, I think I hear New York's on the heels, but uh Yeah, New York. I, I went to New York last year and it was amazing and we'll I'll definitely be doing New York again this year. But I mean Listen, when three quarters of the creative team for a book is based in Toronto, yeah, you're obviously, <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously not going to miss out on on Fan Expo. And San Diego is is you know where the world goes. So there's it's there's the mecca, man. No, you got to make the pilgrimage, right? Yeah, there's no yeah. way we're going to miss out. It's a perfect opportunity to release the book. So uh, well, hopefully yeah. we can have a pint together in San Diego, sir. Definitely. 
Good times. Well, Anthony, again, we're very, very happy for you, my friend, and uh, we'll have to have you come back again and do an absolute Anthony-centric episode soon <laughs> for sure. So, But uh, thanks for uh, hanging out, man. Not a problem, brother. Word. I'm just watching uh, G.I. Joe uh, Rise of Cobra is on in the background here. It's such a horrible fucking movie. Isn't it bad? It's just, <laughs> just horrible. <laughs> I'm going to inject you with something and your face will turn into metal. <laughs> hey, what a great idea. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, fuck this movie in the ass. Perfect! A great victory for Cobra! We are here to talk about this comic book that you didn't even mention the first time we were on. Oh, I just I just thought F1 doing. I thought, like... Because we were talking about Kyle's dying press and mm-hmm. whether image of indie anymore, mm-hmm. all that stuff, and yeah, even no. even talking about um, everyone's favorite indie book, and I, I, I didn't mention Profit. Yeah, what it, which, which which book is Profit? Like, who puts that out? Uh, image. It's but an it's, image book. It, yeah, it's it's one of it's one of the the ones from Rob Liefeld's studio. Really. Yeah, and you support it. <laughs> this is this is the thing on his Twitter. He 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 broke down like the costs and stuff. Mm-hmm. He was just like, genuinely, I I make absolutely zero money from putting this book out, but everyone gets paid. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah, just... It was it was you know you know that picture you said was quite nice. Yes, yes. But that that's from profit. Well, what what about the uh, that other picture that you uh, posted on your Tumblr? What was that one from? There was because you did like two like back to back. Oh, the the peachy coloured one. Yeah. Yeah, that's profit as well. That's probably they're both from profit. Yeah, that's a good looking book, man. I might have to start picking that up. It's it's rotating artists and stuff, and it, it works really well because it's it's it follows on from the old profit series that Rob Liefeld did. Mhm. And um. But the new series carries on like a couple of. Hundred thousand years in the future. Jesus. And it's all the old prophet clones. They're all starting waking up again. Oh, okay. Parts of the universe. And so each prophet's got its own story, mm-hmm. and each story's got its own eye, sort of thing. And oh, they anyway. all rotate around and stuff, and it works really well. That's pretty cool. So get into uh, get into this uh, OV Comics book that you're that you're starting on yeah um sure um well i think i've been on twitter for about seven or eight months mm-hmm. um you know all that time I've sort of like you, you, at first you know kind of like um especially with like the jim sabo stuff yep um I mean, I think you said it perfectly well. I'm not going to be the sort of person to sort of like jump in and say something about art and drawing if, you know, I can't back it up with anything. Sure. And um, I mean, from a from a few people, it was kind of a bit like, um, you know, you haven't proved yourself. You're just like a random person. You just turn up out of nowhere. You've mm-hmm. not really sort of like shown anyone what you can do. So I started posting some stuff. Yep. And, um, you know, pretty much from, like, day one, I was getting, like, a few scripts through and stuff from writers and everything. 
Oh. So some of them I asked for, some of them were, you know, can we send you this? And I was like, yeah, sure, sure, send it through. Oh. And, um, and some of them I had to look through, and I was just like, some of them I was not too keen on. Some of them thought, yeah, something interesting to them, but it needs a bit of work. And some of them it was just kind of like, I enjoy it, but it's it's not something I'd I'd be like super interested in actually taking on as a project and mm-hmm. so it's just like you know finding my time waiting for something I I really enjoy doing and sure um you know the guy from Ovi Comics uh, uh Gary Ludders um came to me with a uh, one of the books like the second book him and his company wanted to put out mm-hmm. and got a script through and it's, it was kind of cool cool what, kind of what, cool angle what's the uh, what is it what's the book called or does it have a title uh, books full detectives oh yes yeah, right detectives um and it's it's centered around three characters one's a detective in the police force the other used to be in the same police force as a detective but he's kind of gone rogue okay and then the third character is um a girl who's um she's like she's like a an anarchist and she's causing like trouble in the city and stuff and nice causing the whole department sort of like a bit of trouble so yeah. it's kind of like um, the, the the two old guys, the two old detectives, you know, the one who's still on the force, the one who's the vigilante. Mm-hmm. Um, the oh, of... he's like he's a vigil, he's like a vigilante. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I, was, I was thinking it was going to be it, it was like a, you know, more like a, a retired cop that just can't like you know leave the building. You know what I mean? <laughs> Who just kind of keeps showing up to work, but yeah, vigilante is nice. Very cool. But yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's like, well, he's, he's, he's gone rogue and mm. it's, they kind of, the one who's still in the police force is, is old and tired and he needs the help from his old partner who's still, who's still fit and with it, but he, he's, he's like out of it. Doesn't want to play by the rules. He doesn't want to play by the rules. And so, so it's kind of like, you know, one guy's still with it, wants to sort it out. The other guy doesn't want to sort it out, but he can physically go and do it. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like one guy bringing the other back from the brink and mm-hmm. um, trying to... So it's almost like a Gordon-Batman relationship without the cow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, without the cow. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Okay, kids, there you go. That was our independent comic spectacular. Uh, A little bit of an update. Since earlier in the episode when we were talking to Gabe Smith about his comic Human, he was talking about some distribution things he had going down, and we'd like to congratulate him for being picked up for distribution by Diamond. So you'll be able to look in your local comic shops, and when you go there, please request that they order in a copy of Human by Gabe Smith. Congratulations, sir. Congratulations to all of our guests, uh, Jay Webb, Tim Conroy, Anthony Bachman, Gabe Smith, Comics Kyle, and Mr. Anthony Rutgazer. You are all wonderful people. 
please support these kids and everything that they do. It's wonderful, good times. Thanks for supporting us. We appreciate all the love. We'll see you around episode 53, huh? Take it easy.